0: warning explicit content listener discretion is advised
1: hi everyone welcome back to the muse podcast this episode is brought to you by dapper ties you can go over to we are take a look at the selection so uh, some styling ties i wouldn't know this i don't really wear a tie normally uh but my friend jay went over there and uh he thought it was blown away and jay would know so we are dapper if you're looking for some ties Normally it's $5 shipping. If you put in the promo code MUSE, M-U-S-E, you get free shipping, so save five bucks as well. Thanks. This week, Briggs and I welcome to the barn Mike and Ruthie from The Mammals. This is a pretty special one for both myself and for Briggs. Um, I won't tell you the story now. You can hear the story during the episode. But Mike and Ruthie have, over the last number of years, just blown up worldwide. The Mammals international tours uh, acclaim around the world they're in the middle of releasing their new album sunshiner if you want to hear some of this head over to themammals.love. that's right not dot com but dot l-o-v-e the mammals.love. listen to a couple of tracks and if you uh, want to do these guys a solid sign up for their patreon or at the very least pre-order the album and uh you know it's a it's a good thing to do it's good karma all around And uh, support local music these guys came in we had a fantastic conversation about what it's like to be an independent musician uh, in today's climate Uh, these guys tour um, with a band Uh, you know they're self-contained this is DIY at its finest Uh, they played three songs um, and uh, on a personal note they sent the last one out to a local hero around here a guy named Jeff Bibbo who regretfully is no longer with us Jeff sang for the band Groove Child, and uh, around here, like I said, Local Hero. Last tune there, um, Ruth sent it out to Jeff, uh, even if you don't know Jeff. Good luck getting through that one without being a little misty. All right, let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike and Ruthie from The Mammals. <laughs> one, two, three.
2: new Casting sing those harmonies too, yeah we do. And one day sing those words that will make it. Someday sing the blue. Someday sing those harmonies too, yeah we do. And one day sing those words that will
1: Yeah, right on. All right. Wow, guys. What was that called? What's that? It was
0: called Make It True.
1: I'm sorry. I'll, I'm going to cast my breath here a little bit. First <laughs> off, it's a privilege to have you guys on. Yeah, Thank you absolutely. very much for, uh, for being here. It's nice
0: to be back with the New Hampshire
1: brethren. <laughs> <laughs> this is called, one more time?
0: Make It True. It's, it's the, uh, the lead off song from the forthcoming album,
1: "Sunshiner." Fantastic. Awesome.
3: It's the New Mammals album. And uh, yeah, it's exciting we've been playing it on the road with like a full band so this is really different just to play it again it
0: was nice to play it so quiet i know it felt awesome. really quiet yeah. it, was, it was a little disorienting
3: <laughs> we got it by the end there yeah. oh it's beautiful <laughs> Thank oh you. no i mean i yeah, loved that sounded great well but you know when you play a harmonica in a setting where there's like also drums it feels very different when there's not right that kind of thing yeah but it's cool that was really fun thanks for Making us do it. I mean, <laughs> you know, indirectly. No, yeah. no, no, no. no. <laughs> Making us play it's exactly in awesome. a stripped-down yeah. way, which is something we have done many times. Well, well speaking of that, to be so, back to it.
1: so did you write this song together? Did one of you write the song? How does this come together? How does this particular song come
0: together? Generally, we write alone and then bring a a song to the other one for some finishing touches is 10. Is that sort of how it's evolved? Our, our um, process.
3: Mike definitely wrote that song. I don't think I wrote any of it.
0: No, but there have been times where I'll play the song without Ruth and it doesn't even seem like the same song. So I think right. the, uh, you know, having Ruth's voice from beginning to end, like there's not a single word in that song where she's not singing. We sing it as a duet. And that to me is where the song sounds complete. So part of it is, even though I maybe wrote it, the music and the words, the performance of it definitely seems the most evolved when we're playing it together. You know,
3: we've had people say that, uh, like, you sound like Paul Simon. People have said that to Mike for, like, a long time. And I think it's really because when we sing a song like that, beginning to end it as a duet, and there's those cool intervals. That's my favorite thing. And music is singing harmony and having a cool song that's really a good song with interesting chords and possibilities for harmonies. That's what's really fun about singing on a song like that with Mike. And then people will like think he sounds like Paul Simon, but I think it's just cause <laughs> right. I'm singing harmony the whole time right. and he I, sings gently. Well, I think what and so I, yeah. that's enough to be like, Oh, sure. there's something Paul Simon about that. And I, I think what I was trying <laughs> to say is I did write the song,
0: but yeah. it, it wasn't finished until Ruthie sang on it. Or well, something yeah. Plus like on yeah. the
3: track, on the album, like, uh, we, we did a thing that probably pop uh, producers do a lot, which is like cutting and rearranging sections of songs like later. And this one, we don't do that too often, but this is a song where we did that. Like the album opens with this weird harmonica breathing in and out thing that I do <laughs> right, in the right. solo. Right. We opened the song with the, basically like the second half of the solo became right. the hook. And then we like pasted it in there and now that's how the song goes like now we perform it that way with that arrangement with the thing that goes to the four chord right away and
4: i don't know
1: is that what we just heard so you played yeah. it this, this was,
3: way this was our acoustic version of the album version of right. the song
1: <laughs> right no but that's fascinating so mike you had like a. do you vision the whole thing or do you just like write a bunch of words or how, how did this one come about did you write you mean
0: from like top to tail yeah, we don't have to be well, good, too deep. Well, definitely. Well, like what Ruth was saying, and since this is a, a podcast about process and whatnot, yeah, it's sort of great. cool. I mean, probably 75% of my songs do this. Doesn't it sort of sound like a Mike song? Yeah, I would say so.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> He's been doing this for decades.
0: So,
1: Yeah, but that's cool because... So before, this one was no exception. Right, but before you even go on, hold yeah, on. But that yeah. thing allows you to play all of the band.
0: Yes. I've been, you know, my very first and only guitar teacher I had in college. Uh, I found out only in my last semester of school that I could have been taking wonderful lessons with this with this guy for four years. But I only got a few months out of it. But he he sort of mentioned it as maybe a criticism of my playing is that I was trying to be the whole band instead of just be a guitar player. So it's funny that you should say that because. I think I am trying to be the whole band. Often,
1: well, I mean, in this situation, you are the whole yeah. band. It's it's you well, that's and right. two vocals, so right? So it can serve you.
0: Uh, it can go both ways because when you're playing with the band, it's also nice to be able to get out of the way. You know, yeah. right? But although uh, we were listening were- to that, that Billy Bragg podcast just yesterday, actually, yeah. and he was saying like he he his. Uh, clank and strum or whatever they they had a clever they thing a cool for whatever for his, his rhythm style and it drives the band i mean and tom petty would say the same thing he was he was a the rhythm guitar player is often the driver you know yeah totally. so i think that would be true of me as well but
3: this song we recorded this song um a few years ago make it true we recorded it with essentially the same guys but a different way we recorded it for the album Bright as you can, which was the last album oh, yeah. we made under the name the Mike and Ruthie Band. Yep. This new one's under the Mammals, but it's largely the same people. But um, that it was cut from Bright as You Can, this song, and it, and that recording of it is great, but different, super different, different feel. It was totally more like how groove. we
0: just played it, actually. Like it was a little more like feel. what we
3: just did, uh, groove wise. Yeah, because the new one has more of this uh, drum beat. That's like
0: you know what it is. It was is our producer Adam Armstrong. Yep. He's this, this young hotshot that we. We are lucky to have in our he's 30. our For Sunshine. hometown region.
3: 30. <laughs> yeah, he's thirty. Sunshiner. Just want you to know that
1: <laughs> we have a studio very much like the one we're sitting in here. It's beautiful, by She'll the way. A
3: whippersnapper.
1: <laughs> Instagram on this, and we're coming back to your process. I know I interrupted you, no, okay. but the uh, Instagram on humble your, abode music uh, yeah. and humble abode yeah. is. So beautiful! Thank man. you. Hashtag humble about music. People everywhere want your studio. Aww. it's People a pretty love
4: special the way place. It looks
0: it's partly why we will never move from where we live. I mean, our house is adorable, but the studio really takes it over the top. Yeah, and it's you know it's just the space above our garage, but it looks like an old barn. Don't downplay
1: it now. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's like
0: right? there is a wood stove in there, which I think actually takes it over the top. It's a little that like that sense that you're actually in the Catskill Mountains. Um But anyway, Adam, (laughs) I was going to say about the song, and maybe when people uh, hear the record, it'll all make sense. Um, He, and we're usually not this calculated because we never work with producers, but he said, what if you guys had a song? I I think he said, you should write a song that has that, um, that Fleetwood Mac feel. The first song on Rumors, I can't, I'm blanking on the name.
4: Um... You
0: know, oh my god, Barracuda by
2: heart.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what song is that? This is when, times
4: go, when times go, yeah,
1: in uh, a more professional podcast, would have the internet open yeah. and ready at all times. secondhand news, is what
4: it's secondhand called. Ideas.
3: Anyway,
1: <laughs> he said you should
0: write a song with that groove. He says, Let's steal that groove because it's a great groove. Yeah. And I tried and failed, but then I retrofitted a song I already had, which is Make It True. Anyway, so let's cut, make it true with that groove, and that's what appears on Sunshiner.
1: So when you wrote it, you said you start off with this sort of engine.
0: Well, that's how so many of my songs start. It's just that, and it's like a Dylan thing, you know. That's what it is. But you know, when you speed up, yeah, but you got yeah. yeah there's another one of my songs. Anyway, that's how all the vamps went in the song. And it wasn't until this little <laughs> cut and paste in the box uh, process that we never have had employed before that we, we developed a whole new hook, which was the, I think it was the 12-string solo. which was
4: <laughs> Yeah,
0: that was it. And that little solo that only happened for whatever that is, eight bars in the middle of the song, actually became the hook the new hook which you didn't really just hear in our performance but on the record yeah we just sort of no, drop you can hear where it sits and well yeah. and it's that chord progression anyway yeah. yeah that was a cool one to uh
1: how did, to the play words, around. how did the words get involved
0: well on my best days they come out with the music you know what i mean they come at the same time really for me no I mean everybody does it differently and and I've certainly I do.
3: write them at the same time too is that weird I think it's not weird. when That's they can awesome,
0: be man. born at the same time, I feel like it's the most connected to whatever moment you're in. So That makes sense. To I be mean, clear.
3: ultimately, if you do that, you still have to write, like, verse 3, and <laughs> yeah. and, and you're sure. writing yeah. it to the same music that you've established in verse 1 and 2. Right. So there's some parts where you're, and like, that, coming up with words to go with existing music. But it's yeah. not like you wrote the whole music and then started, what should this be about? Right. Let's get some words it's going. It's satisfying
0: like, when it can go down that way. Having said that, I think... I, and I don't I don't even want to use the phrase my most popular song because I don't I don't think that even exists. But amongst my small one, circle... one of the songs that people dig, yeah. Well, especially amongst my circle of friends, some of my yeah. musician buddies, is it keeps coming up with the song Chasing Gold from yeah. our last record. Yeah. And that song it took eight years to get across the finish line and it was in different keys and one day it was major and then another time it was minor and then the original verses we kept like a quarter of you know, so like I've certainly toiled away at songs for almost a decade in order to finish them as well they're not always born in the same moment so it it comes all different ways however i mean the bottom line is how do you get the song get it yeah by, by no any means way. possible <laughs> you know what i mean yeah yeah how but about I mean, this one this one this one that we just played i think i well you know it's funny too when the channel is open and i like to write in solitude uh, i like, like the house when the to be empty open. Well, yeah that's how it feels when if I'm alone and I know no one can hear me and I can really be free to be uh, to explore the space around me yeah. um, and the channel opens and I get a song on the hook I will often write a second one immediately because the channel's open like I'll exploit the fact that the channel is open and I'll I'll eke another song out that's so fascinating. so this song came the same day as another song called uh, it, was, it, it wasn't even that good It doesn't even matter just, which, you're was, just trying,
3: which was the first one? It's hard to
0: remember I, If I looked at my notebook I could figure out cr- Chronologically Which one happened First But uh, there was this one Called Tell Me Why And it came at the same oh, day yeah. As Make Tell It True Tell me why Yeah
4: It was a little like Yeah Yeah
0: yeah. But this remember. song's The funny thing is you know Sometimes albums <laughs> Even remember. though we could like sit, <laughs> We could honestly like Record an album on an iPhone And release it tonight Yeah but, but records often take much longer to, sure <laughs> to make. And this song is actually very old, yeah. even though it's the lead off song on the new album it's, that is yeah. even it's out. New, yet.
3: it's so new. It's awesome. Well, yeah, the,
0: but like, that's same the same with the new Jack White record. I mean, his record came out a week ago and his single over and over and over. he said he's taken many stabs at trying to get it right. Mm. and it finally came out on this record. So that's not a new phenomenon, right? You know, yeah
1: one of the that's things awesome. we're talking that's about cool. here is, you have uh, you have something that exists in your mind, or however it comes out in your hands, or in the moment. Especially, if you can get all things. But now that exists in its whatever sort of imaginary and then temporal format, you just fuck like wrote it. But right? well, what I liked, I think that you're driving at, and I have never thought about this song in this way is
0: that there was nothing preconceived about this right. song at I am all. Driving at that. and, and that's. Again, I think we're my best... People say, where do you get ideas for songs? How do you write songs? And it, I just dive in to the moment. And I, for me, it's easier. I Like, co-writing is a mortal fear of mine. I don't like to sit really? with another person and yeah. say, like, let's come up with something. That actually that's makes like- my skin crawl. Because what I'm trying to do is channel something inside me that's very private and personal. And the... Not that those words are like super emotional or deep, but whatever happened in that moment when I was strumming the guitar in that way, those songs connected to that moment. It's only I mean, those, like, those, those words connected to that I moment. Just thought, yeah.
3: I just thought I was trying to come up with a, me- a metaphor for like how like totally bizarre it seems to you that people sit and co-write. And because know, I've known Mike... I mean, I don't ever co-write either in that Nashville way or whatever, but... It really bothers Mike, like even the idea of it. And I just realized, like, the only metaphor I could come up with was to be like, if people want to like give birth together,
4: right? Huh. Yeah, like, okay. if sure. like, oh
3: yeah, let's go into labor together. We'll, we'll like both be like, let's like ew, out. like I don't want to yeah. do th- like I, you know, I don't know. That's not a, a a great metaphor or like, but it just feels like, why at all would you want? Like how how could that even happen? It's like Mike's giving birth to these little like Mike babies. Right, it's a personal, <laughs> these it's a like, personal moment. These <laughs> right, songs, right. they're like coming out, and they might look weird or they might look great or whatever. he just like needs to be like go in a space like a like a cat having kittens or something. It doesn't right. want you there. Go away
1: under the deck. <laughs>
3: <laughs> exactly, that's what he's like. It's like <laughs>
1: <laughs> the well, it's funny because, cause, I mean, obviously, co- there's a lot of ways of co-writing what you said, the Nashville co-writing thing. Yeah. I think there's like an objective goal at that point, which is make a hit record that will make right. money for this particular artist or whatever or create a universal thing, which obviously, I shouldn't say obviously. To me, it seems obvious that that's not what you're trying to do here. You're trying to create a, a moment that came, like you said, from inside your own personal experience.
3: Yeah. Well, but but even the people doing that, I mean, they have to have notebooks with little things that came out organically and little things that they're excited to work on that are like connected to something. I mean, God, I hope there's some shred of, you know, it's, it's and it's a balance. I mean, we'll write songs that we go, oh, well, why did we put that little hook at the top? I mean, it wasn't because it came out that way in, you know, kitten birth. It, it was <laughs> It was thrown on because it yeah. seemed like a fun captivating way to draw people into a song at the top of you know what I mean so it's, yeah. you know, there's some of that in what we do, and I think like um yeah, I mean, we're co- there's no way to take the uh, the inner censor or the inner you know marketing salesperson or whatever away f- entirely from what we do because this is what we do for a living well, yeah, what we've done for like almost literally 20 what you years.
1: do for a living. And, like, this when is we, your job. Yeah. yeah, but
3: like, I'll write a song. I'll be like, sweet. Like, I think this will be a song that people will connect to. I think I'm gonna finish this song because it has uh, a path to. Adulthood. You're right. (laughs) You know, like I see it. Ooh, I could imagine our band that we already have sounding good on this song. I can imagine people in our audience liking it, singing along and going, Where's the record? and buying it at the table, maybe. Like that I do actually think about it. No no, but that's not a bad (laughs) thing. Do you do you
1: picture it in terms of this song would work when we're singing it live? Or you think this song will be a great recording? You personally.
3: Probably more I think about it in all at once, really, but really? More, yeah. maybe the live. thing. Well, you have more.
1: such a tr- you have so much experience on stage and recording that I can see how it all kind of just well, flies like, together. The
3: title track of this album is "Sunshiner," which is a song that Mike wrote when he was sick as a dog, and he sang it into his iPhone, and, and it was like really low, and it's like this like <laughs> mellow, like kind of it kind of like funny. It's like kind of a dry vibe, and it's funny, and it's it's this. Yeah, I don't even want to describe it too much, but basically the song didn't immediately come across as a sing-along, right? Because it's chill right. and it's a little like, and, and then we sang it as a duo on this little tour we did and everybody in the audience was like singing along by halfway through and we were like, whoa, it's a sing-along. So like sometimes that's a cool thing too, right. where like you don't expect certain songs to necessarily resonate and you do need to play them live to actually find out if you were right. Sure. <laughs>
4: what, what I have been, but
0: yeah. what, to what you were asking a moment ago about like do you think about it, how it'll go down live or is that part of the process of writing it? I definitely picture myself on stage sometimes also like that that last song Make It True is like for lack of a better term a fast song. And right. I think left to my own devices I would write much like more vibey slow maybe even sad songs. If if I did not consider the showmanship element of what I do and you can't just like deliver those ad nauseum. I, I mean, some some artists, and I actually am envious of them, Right, right, right. People who actually can just can like serve it. up the super mellow,
1: sad show. And it's it can be done. I can't do it. You well, know what I mean? You guys, you're actually hitting on way back the original part of the question, which is is this. So you have the conception in your you know, in your mind or in the moment, right? And you're going to capture it somehow, maybe with the words in a notebook or just on your iPhone or whatever, and now you've got this sure. captured, right? Then there's, it sounds like in this case, you're going through another step, which is now you're going to bring it together, you're going to sing it together. Then you're going to begin to go record it. So the recording process is its own artistic process, right? And it sounds like in this case that actually affected the way the final... Yeah. live performance of the piece even
3: yeah well there's you know there's an the argument oh you better tour all these songs and play them in front of a live audience so when you go in the studio you know what the hell you're doing and then there's also the like what are you doing touring playing all these songs that no one everyone goes what oh what, where's the cd that or the, you know where can i download the song you just played and they're like, oh, it's new. And well, what's like, your- and they look at you like you're an asshole. Like, <laughs> well, it's, yeah, seriously. I, so I no don't like haters.
1: What, so just no, so you know ahead of time, no, I just say, fuck people, all them, do what you want. No, but, but these are all know, people
3: yeah. who just adored your song. No, they, they like, want so to give I, you $15.
1: That's a good right, point. So I'm
3: saying that either way, you're a jerk. Like, either way, you're like, yeah. So it's there. and 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 there are songs on this record that some of which we played live before tracking, but I think more than ever before. These were songs that were, you know, given a life in the studio more before they were tracked. And some of them I can sing so much better now, you know, and I'm going, well, that's why,
1: Right, because you had to work it out in tracking. That's why
3: a little bit of like editing and like studio finesse on your vocal, you're like, oh, my vanity. I should be able to just sing it. You know, I wrote this song. Why'd I write a song and can't even sing? Like, that's stupid. It's my own damn fault. Why'd I have to put that note in it? Why'd I have to make it so many, whatever? And then. But then after, by the time the record is finally out, which it comes out on 420, of, yeah. you know, so oh, you mean, here, 420? here it comes. Dude. Here it comes, yeah. yeah April 20th. Yeah. Hope right people on. aren't too soon right to up. Up. notice it right. come coming out. Right but it is coming out. And we're going to be, you know, and I actually can now sing these songs much better live than ever before. And the band can play great. And, and I'm glad whatever we did in the studio to make it sound like I could do that last year. Do you, do you,
1: think, <laughs> right do you think some of this is because, or the change, like you said, these are tracked earlier do you think it's because you have your own recording space
3: absolutely yeah like we're so flexible like adam can come over randomly and like do stuff or we can even go up there by ourselves and be like let's like sunshiner a title track we did that ourselves adam was like on tour with some other band like doing some stuff and we just did that one ourselves and like uh you know there some of the better vocals i think that we get are when it's just us later you know because we're much more relaxed around each other than even another super close friend who's engineering or whatever. And I'm able to really quickly like, you know, pick a take or edit a thing or, you know, without too much outside feedback. So I think we did a lot of good vocal tracking, just us. And that would be literally, we'd go be like, the kids just got on the bus and they went to school and we like went upstairs and did that. But you know, it's, it's certainly, challenging because we're also booking ourselves and promoting stuff and trying to organize festivals and then it's like oh man like in a half hour the bus gets back here and we didn't go up there and do those vocals yeah you guys so it's just random when we get to do right it's like it's a plus and a minus that we have that at our home for
1: people who are, are not familiar you guys are a uh You're like a a closed system. Like you handle everything from the recording (laughs) to the booking to the thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's. It's uh, it's very artisan. It's very handcrafted. Uh, <laughs> artisanal. Well, those it's see, artisanal. Those seem like more
0: like Brooklyn right. words these days. I know. I'm it, trying to it, do I mean, it it's, on it's purpose. It's more like Exeter punk rock, in my opinion. the DIY. All joking aside. <laughs>
1: right. uh, yeah, it's funny because that's where I was going. I, I feel more like say, kinship yeah. with the queers yeah. than yeah. Let's sure, just go I'm and sure. do this. Yeah. Right. Right. No, but I love that, and that's what we were talking about on the way in. before you guys, when you we were all setting up, it's like I think the best part about this is that you can do it all by yourself, and it's a little difficult to sometimes keep everything segregated because the art process is it does have to have its space. It has its demands.
0: It definitely gets the short
1: straw I've found as well. Well, that's what I'm saying is sometimes it's easy to to miss that, but I don't think that's the case. I I know it's not the case with you guys.
4: Well, I feel like,
3: you know, it's like, you know, I've said this before, you know, when we're on tour, it feels like we're driving for a living and playing for free or something. Because like the work part (laughs) is like loading stuff in and out of the van, driving, and that's work, you know. And, and when we're playing, people are like, oh, would you play maybe an extra half hour tonight? Because blah, blah, blah. It's like, you don't have to pay me more to yeah. do that. Well, you know? What you if you're going to add like 600 miles to my drive day tomorrow, like, yeah, pay me more right. like, for sure. <laughs> but like, right. if I'm going to play, play another two hours. Like that part does feel for free. And then, but at the same time, when you're home, the percentage of work feeling, work feeling work and creative feeling work is like, really, it's tough. You know, that's why I like being on the road because you're guaranteed that for like three or four hours, you're like in your creative space on stage or sound checking or at least just like touching an instrument. Whereas at home, it could be really worse. Do you schedule that time? Do
1: you schedule recording time at home? How do you handle that? Are you well, when, just sort of do it all? Well, when you're recording moment?
3: with a band and when you have, like, your producer engineer coming over, I mean, you have to organize it. But, like, I find that we would do that. Like, we would be like, let's get the guys to come up for, like, five days or eight days or three days or whatever we can do. And then then it's the finishing stuff that goes on for another year while Mike and I figure out how to sing our songs so that we tracks <laughs> are already or whatever. I yeah. mean, some of the live vocals are on there and those ones are done. You're like, sweet, thank you. That was a blessing. That one's just done already, you know? There's a song on the album called um Stayin' Up Late that we did when Mike was asleep but he's not even on it. It's just like me singing with the band. I had had a crappy like I wasn't cold... asleep.
0: I was I was documenting.
3: Were... Oh yeah, you were running around with the iPad like filming people. But when we first started, I think when we were like maybe we should do this. I was like, "Hey guys, I think my voice just came back." It's like midnight and suddenly yeah. I can sing. Let's do this song. It's like I told them how it goes and yeah, then we just yeah. started doing it and yeah and then mike you know comes up from like helping opal go back to bed or whatever he was doing right and he's like started filming and and yeah that's anyway that's a cool song where i'm like thank god that just came together maybe one of my favorite vocals i'll ever do i wish i could do every vocal alive because i'd sing so much better when i when there isn't the possibility of another Take? Offered, yeah, another take or whatever. That yeah, was the same thing in, in a show. <laughs> Sink or swim, swim, sort of. Thing. Would you super ever stand comedy. on stage and sing a song twice? Never. So when you do that in the studio, it's super uh, foreign. It's foreign and it's in- inorganic. Like, when would you ever sing a song a second time unless you were rehearsing it? Right. So really, what you're getting is rehearsal recordings.
0: Rehearsal versus the performance. Things.
3: An actual performance. Yeah, it's like a one thing. It's right. like eating. It's
0: also, it's, we've shot ourselves in the foot a little bit just on like a housekeeping <laughs> tip because when you're building, say, your your catalog and you want to have instrumental versions of all your songs, it's very hard for us to create those because they yeah. have vocal bleeding in every mic in the room. Which I think really is a good problem to have. It's, I was going to say
1: how, you're in the wrong you're in the wrong studio to talk about this. I love vocal about, ble- I yeah. love that bleed. Yeah, yeah. that's my thing.
3: Yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, I, I do
1: understand. It's hard to come up with an instrumental when you're in that situation. When
0: you're in that just and that's just like like I said, that's just more of a nuts and bolts. It's, yeah. it's silly, really. But in this business, you're trying to make money anywhere, and that's a big part of of your catalog is your instrumental catalog, and we have a very tiny one because there's vocals on everything
3: like for people to put behind their slideshow of their family because we like to sing live
0: but the point is that because we like to sing live with the band while we're playing yeah like it's a performance you know yeah I mean
3: right and I hate to like complain about the music business changing because it is changing and I ultimately I'm sure we'll still land on our feet one way or another but one thing I wanted to get back to you were saying before about like it's so cool because you know it's all in-house it's a closed system it's DIY but when you take away Like we were just talking before you started recording about how like on the day that our album is released is kind of like it feels like the day it dies because it's the day because it
1: becomes free to stream the day that that it becomes
3: free to everybody. And until then, we have this presale and we have all these like amazing supporters on Patreon and people who buy our album in advance for twenty five dollars to get it sooner and a signed copy and to show their support and love for what we're doing. Keep us going. And I feel incredibly grateful that there's that, you know, few hundred people that make us be able to make an album but after that you know unless you get like a cool placement or something which you're gonna get because you have the instrumental track or whatever or maybe not but um unless those little like you know it feels like a video game or something where you hit like a little pot of gold or something right, like unless right, right. that happens, like the ultimate thing is that it's just, boo, you know, it's out. And now everybody has it and everything you work for is like, when, what, you know, I, I, I compare it to the library. Our drummer reads a lot of books from the library on tour and he'll be, I remember him being like, Oh man, like I just finished. Like I, I'm almost to the end, but like, I only have to like midnight and then it disappears from my Right. Device. I'm like, well, what is? It? So just like, take it out again. He's like, well, but they might not have it anymore. I'm like, what? It's digital. It's infinite. <laughs> right. He's like, well, the library like has a certain amount of licensed right, copies, right, right. and there might be someone else in line who already had. I'm like why didn't we get this? Right. Why did, and it's too late, you know, the Pandora mu-
1: music musicians. Be, yeah. People who sure. sell recorded music. Yeah. Right. yeah. Like right. why didn't they, fi- publishing the figured it out. The freaking
3: library figured it out. Yeah. I am so jealous of the well, library. They kind
1: of <laughs> did, yeah. No, they we, did. Yeah. They yeah. did.
3: It's awesome. He's like, ooh, and it feels more like the library still, you know, I think it's cool. Yeah. Anyway, I,
1: but I think you, but I don't want to, I don't want to skip something because you yeah. said something beautiful in there. I mean, you said you were talking about your presale and yeah. you said these people that are, that are buying the material. Yeah. They're doing it up front. But honestly, these people, most of them, know they're going to get it for free too. So yeah. there has to be a reason why they're doing this. And you said it out loud. It's because they love you. They love what you're doing. They want to support what you're doing. Yeah. And I think there's something there that is happening slowly. Whether it's through Patreon or Kickstarter or pre-sale or whatever. Yeah. But... Damn, I mean, if you're in the same room, if I'm in the same room with you guys, which we were, by the way, we saw these guys at the uh, Briggs and oh, at I. at the Word Barn. Yeah. In, in Exeter. Yeah, or, that was, was it amazing. Yeah, it, was it was great. A, not only was it a great show, lit the fucking place on fire, yeah, absolutely. and they didn't want to go home. I mean, this is a... <laughs> uh, they did not want to go home, and it wasn't because they're all friends of yours. This was like a great show. I'm sure you yeah. had Aww. better and worse shows, but we saw a fantastic show. We saw... The whole, There was no one left at all. They're all hanging out. Everybody wanted to be part of this. Those people are in the same, like, meat space as you in the world, and they want to give you something to say thank you. And yeah. a lot of people have that money that they're willing to do that. Yeah. So I understand what you're saying. When you I release think- it, it feels like it it, it dies, but I... I, I mean it depends of course you have to tour and all this stuff and it's definitely different. But I believe those people still are out there and those people that will hear it if they're given a way to support you yeah. will continue to Well, support so I you. guess
3: that's the question then. So say all the people say like, you know, all the people who already are supportive of us and connected to us to an extent that they would spend $25 yeah. to have an album a month ahead and to show their support. Well, Say we already reached them, and then it's out, and now it's free and it's streaming to people who've never heard us before. Like that, that shows a great potential to, like you said, to reach. Well, the
1: new potential people is to bring connect that way. But so, if you took Group A, right now, you can hopefully take. I mean, I'm not defending it. I'm saying, no, 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 how do we no. deal with that? Yeah, theory? what do we do? So, From group, group B, the, how many people the will group, now the bigger group join Group A? as
3: well, I'm yeah, saying. yeah, and that's that is the good question, and cool. that's where I think a lot of. Uh, like I, I almost like glaze over because I'm like, I don't know the technology that like a friend of mine p- has a new album as well. I saw her post and there was something that I tapped and then suddenly it was like, it opened this little window I'd never seen before. And it was like, find her music on Spotify, find it on, you know, right. iTunes, Pandora, Apple Music. Blah, blah, blah. Right. It was like this little like cool thing open to immediately like whatever my preferred you know, vendor of music or whatever. It's right, not yeah. even a word. Like yeah. I, I could touch suddenly. I'm like, how does she get that? What is that weird little graphic that just popped up? Cause I looked at her posts. It's like, I don't know. I feel like wh- that's that because that's where the money is for us. Right. That's also where the money is maybe for like tech, social media, like strategy companies. Like I literally yeah, had a guy be guess, like, yeah. you don't need to spend thousands on a publicist. Spend you know, hire me I'll do this social media thing that's way more important than like legit publicity. Is is it going to
1: cost us thousands? And I
3: was like, I was like, great, that sounds so much more affordable. What does it cost? And he's like, well, for you guys. Yeah. And I'm like, that's what PR people do. But it's like, I actually think it it. probably would have been smarter to hire him for like what he quoted as. I, I see what you're saying. Because he is doing, he is someone who like has the stomach to look at social media all day and to like figure out what, is what is the magic thing like yeah i don't know i, I should not i mean we're lucky to
1: have no you should we, we're lucky to have a number of people come through and we talk about this from time to time it does come down to the same thing each time one nobody hears you nobody knows you you don't exist so that's like number one and it used to be you'd have to take all this money and put it so uh we don't need to go through your your genealogy and all that but you come from a from a, a musical family sure and you know you know you can see with your own eyes what it was like in the '70s and the '80s and the 90s yeah. and all that, and you can see it sort of that old model fall away. The difference is in the old model, you still had to pay money to get on the radio, whether it was directly or not, and it was a very small pond of people, and so there weren 't that many people in the pond now, if you were in the pond, then that was it. there was goods and bads. The great thing about this is even what we 're doing today it 's like they can hear you we 're going to get to hear you again and that's one thing so this is sort of like replaces the radio model and of course you have college radio and hooking that stuff together because that's still sort of alive right
0: yeah i dialed in uh wunh when we crossed the new hampshire border last night we live in you know new york state yeah and uh and it was like i never left yeah it really was it was amazing i was like what is
3: this playlist you created like yeah. I literally thought Co- it was College sort of, radio is still awesome. I was like, is this awesome? like, yeah. did, did Jose just send you a playlist? Like I look, like, whatever it was. Yeah, like, one of your friends. Yeah, like, oh. Right, right,
1: right. But the thing is, in the end, the trick is, and it's just starting to happen, is how do you look at Group B? How do you look at all those people that listen on Spotify that aren't just like, I'm going to fucking do this. They don't think that. They no, just no, no, want to no. hear you. How it's do not you, their how, fault. No, no, right. I'm saying, how yeah. can they support you? So right now, like I don't want to turn into a commercial, but like right now, if I go to... What's your website?
3: TheMammals.love, L-O-V-E. love. That's awesome. It's man. a real thing.
1: That's great. It's great. I know that if I just type the mammals into the Google's, it'll it'll come up. So it well, might. no, but you'll
0: also get a bunch of furry animals. Remember, we are called the mammals. It's <laughs> yeah. great, right. It's pretty. We're lucky that we're called the mammals. How about it's, the it's mammals band Yeah, work.
1: you'll find it. Yeah. You'll find it. Right. And so we get there. Is there a way right now for someone to show you that love by giving you 20 bucks? Like sure. there, through there? You, can, yeah. you, can you get to the Patreon or can yeah. you get to something there? Yeah, yeah, great. yeah. So that's like step one is access, right? Yeah. But step two, I think the tech is coming. I think part of this has to do with grouping. We've talked about it. We're going to bore our listeners because I talk about it all the time. But if you look at like uh, some of the examples of like, Brain Feeder with like, uh, you know, Thundercat and Flying Lotus and all these people where they kind I don't of know, tour together. I, I don't know what that is no, about. We'll talk about it later. What? It's only because we've we talked about it on here so many times. Yeah. Okay. But the bottom line is it would be similar to as if uh, a number of the people that are similar to you got together and did all this at the same time. And you kind of toured together or Mike plays on this thing or Ruthie, you go sing on the back, uh, backgrounds or whatever. On these people's album, you kind of work together in a posse. You know, kind of a grouping. And what happens is everyone takes advantage of all of the other people's fan bases, the whole thing works together, but more importantly, the art itself kind of takes on a thing.
3: So you having a
4: collective
1: yeah, it's a, yeah, it's like a cooperative collective sort of, of yeah. vibe. But if you want to think of it a little, in you know, cooler fashion, think of like a Coen Brothers movie where you can't see the same people a lot of the time, right? You see yeah. George, George Clooney or Will Ferrell on like a comedy level where you see him with, you know, yeah. the same Well, isn't that cast?
3: organically just going to happen?
1: Or you can Make it happen. Okay. Yeah. You kind of already are in that you took step one, you have your own studio, you have your own label, we have our own festival
0: that you know uh, we you certainly book that I just was, by people we know. Yeah. By and large. Yes. I would throw you and in yet, the grapefruit. I don't, don't want to <laughs> say that it's Well I like what you're driving at, but I and I don't want to say it's not working. No, I mean not it's so long. It certainly process, is right? working on a creative and social level. Like we yeah. see our friends, we make music with our friends, we guest on records, we help them record at your place or mine. I mean, in Woodstock, right. one thing we have is everybody has a studio. It's pretty comical and not just like, I mean, <laughs> I, I always joke. There's like it a is, Neve board it, behind every barn. It is, a, it is Woodstock. It's in crazy. Woodstock New York.
1: Right. It's
5: got but keep in
0: mind, Woodstock yeah. has a legacy, but it also doesn't even have a traffic light. I mean, it yeah. is the tiniest town on earth. Um, but, but I guess in, I guess part of this conversation is making a living and it, it seems harder than ever. And you might be right. A change may be on the horizon, but like I, I didn't grow up in a musical family, but I certainly grew up in the nineties when like CDs were brand new. Yeah. And you could be in sort of a dumb punky band and get enough songs together. And a cool guide who gave piano teacher, piano lessons to your piano player to like make a record for you. And you could print some records up and sell them. Yeah. And it, it seemed like, Ooh, this is a real
1: like viable, Possibility. So you're talking about making an artifact. An artifact. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. That's still possible. It can be a digital artifact. But right now, the only thing that made those things valuable in like a money way was the agreement for everybody to pay a certain amount for them. That's as simple as that. So it's it.
3: Yeah, well, I, Music I mean, is not I consider going it to go now. Away. No, no, I'm not saying right. that. I'm saying it's it's turned from like a fair amount of how we made our living for almost two decades right. to more of just um, like a somewhat expensive addiction that we're right. still going to do. We like to write songs, produce them, record them and make make records. And I don't right. care if they're on a CD or they're digital, whatever. we're going to keep doing that because it is what we do. But it is now feels like more of like, you know, it's always been expensive because you you take time off from touring to do it. You pay people to be recording you or to be in a studio and you pay to mix it. You pay to master it and you pay to manufacture it. So it's always cost money to do that. But then there was the part where the money came back in at the end. <laughs> right, right. You know, and so without right. that part, it's like, we're still going to do it. I'm not going to stop doing it. No one's going to stop doing it because it's, it's like, yeah,
5: it's you, you know,
3: but at the same time, we're, you know, it, 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 we did a commercial two years ago. Let's just say that. We what, made what that more mean? money. Uh, in an almond milk commercial oh you mean you, you want like you, a song
4: placement
0: right. you can in google an that it's an sure. almond breeze it wasn't a song placement we have never oh, okay. had a song placement because right. i the catalog that we make organically i don't think is very viable for the commercial world but we we're have gonna had, we're gonna talk about we this had success after the end of the podcast custom, you and i are gonna t- we'll, we'll we talk custom
3: designed right. a track All and, right, right and won the, the pot of gold right. like, and guess you what know, the other elements were
0: it was ukulele and whistling of course sure you that know? was kind
3: of hot. Oh, this is a, can we this hear is it? This is our hit song. Can you remember it's, it? Yes. Yeah, T- this, this paid for our kids to go to school for a whole year. You know? Okay, go. Can you believe this right now? This is, this is well, pretty much it. Well, it wasn't anybody.
1: Yeah. It was you. Sound familiar? Yeah. Sounds like that Almond Breeze commercial. Yeah. yeah
3: that's, I can't even play it anymore. You know, and I sang on it. <laughs> uh, the reason why it's important that I even sang on the thing, oh. that's like, dang. Like, right. that, that made some money. You know, I sang like two lines of. You know, well, the, in that the, case,
1: you guys went to the money, you know, fountain. But and that's hard
3: to find that connection. From, and it's right? hard, it's no hard to get that. We've tried to get like four or five more. That it's we hard didn't for get.
1: everybody in the world.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but I'm. I'm just saying it was fun. We spent a day doing it. It was sort of creative. It didn't feel like icky to do it or anything. But it was like... It was
1: almond milk. It wasn't Krugerans, right? So that was good.
3: Yeah. And, you know, if we ever see it, like literally our son was in the ER with like a minor head injury and it came on and we were like, hey, you know, it was like I have these funny little memories of like moments we've seen it. But, um, (laughs) But I think, you know, the literal dollar amount that that brought in was like a year of our life sure or like at least a half a year of like hard touring and selling albums i'm so happy that you guys had that opportunity thanks yeah me too it's so out of whack though it's like so dramatically out of whack that you start to be like am i being like irresponsible like as a human or like to my kids or whatever like to just like not devote like at least one day a week to trying to do another one of those and to just be like we make art we write art our own songs that are what we feel and we make records. Can and I try to maybe like, let you oh off the hook God. a little bit
1: from, from I a different feel like perspective. A dumbass sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I've been lucky to get a bunch of, <laughs> a bunch of placements before. I, I think what you're predicating is that it, that kind of stuff is in some way merit-based. It's merit-based in that you have to write something good. There's no question. But beyond that, there are very few people that go to that fountain over and over and over again. And the mm. ones that do are usually already famous or Someone who is hooked into that system who works with the ad agencies, works with these kind of things. So I actually have a deal with one of the big, you know, publishing companies. I'm not bragging because that and fucking four dollars gets me a goddamn cup of coffee. So it's like it's not that's not how it works. But it's not that you couldn't write the material.
3: No, 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 no. Getting it placed is way beyond whether or not the music.
1: Oh no, I wasn't. I'm just trying to like make you feel like even the best of these people are like didn't get it, didn't get it, didn't get yeah. it for a whole year. Yeah, like, no, no. Yeah. I know we're so lucky. So you shouldn't feel bad that you're not trying to do it.
3: Uh, because you're saying even if we tried a lot, it it's just wouldn't a necessarily. system of
1: failure. And then someone mm. goes to a party with someone, and they're like, "Oh, we like your version of whatever this fucking thing." It's scary. <laughs> Do you know how many people put no, in like, for the newest Star Wars even, trailers? We, like, but we would even get like, 7, people.
3: You know? you know, it was it was not a sh- ton of money, but we would even get like three hundred dollars just to submit. Yes. Just for the day of work and in the studio. I mean, that's like at yeah. least I can buy a bag. I can go get some groceries. Right. Yeah, there's no question. Something. And you
1: used to get uh, you used to get uh, uh, BMI or cap off the the TV placements and stuff, but they don't yeah. do that. Film doesn't pay for uh, that anymore. Right
3: there, so. I don't know. I I think you know from being '90s types. You know, like <laughs> back in the day, it would have been. I don't care how. Wholesome almond milk is It would have felt like You've sold out It's icky it It's of, like you know Whatever like Doesn't matter <laughs> yeah. Like we still are The kind of people Who have to like It's okay man Like justify it to ourselves it still no, wasn't, But that, anyone younger yeah. than us They don't yeah. even know Why we have that in our head They're like What right. are you talking well, about You made a thing And I remember, you made like money And it's 15 TV. years cool. ago You know right. like, our, our
0: buddy Carter said it, it used to be called Selling out And now it's just called Survival
3: Or selling yeah. Or yeah. selling right. yeah. Yeah.
0: There's an element to that But even the almond milk thing It wasn't without its political entanglements. I mean, I looked up that company, and they're not the worst in the world by any means. But I mean, almonds are grown. Yeah, yeah, still a corporation. Use a a lot of water. They use a ton of water. What does California not have a lot of water? water? That's where, you know, I had to think twice about entering into that world. I am
1: absolutely validating what you say to the death. I absolutely, Yes right it's now actually Briggs it's and I work together on this this deal that I've talked about just a, a couple of minutes ago we're not doing it right now or I'm not doing it right now Briggs is probably pissed at me right now but I'm not doing it right now because it just doesn't feel right yeah and I, I'm joking yeah. about Briggs Briggs is, you're on board with he's that. smiling yeah, right he's, now he's everyone totally no nope. <laughs> like pissed. always I'm just throwing him <laughs> throwing him shit guy. just to keep it going but yeah it so let's so let's I'm saying that I do understand. Obviously, we can't look backwards. You can to look forwards. But I believe that if you can give those people a way to give you a little bit of love, that they will. Because I saw it at the Word Barn. May not be just by spamming it out onto the internet. Are you going to continue to play live shows? Yeah, of course. And we've been a little bit coy with uh,
0: promoting our Patreon, although we shouldn't be. I don't know. There's something, it
3: feels a little It does bit,
1: feel weird as an, uh, I understand what we, you're saying. We, we set one up in a perfect world but in 2018. You know? It's not weird. Let's then. just it's say not, well, we're
3: a, learning how to be more vocal about it. But it's doing really well. Like we're, we've obviously got the word out to 50, 60 people that were the right people to get the word out sure. to. So thank and you guys. And for your
0: listeners who don't know what that is, that is a, a monthly subscription. To us, essentially, and it's some people set it up where you you make your contribution of any amount, a dollar or a thousand dollars, when somebody posts a new piece of art, right. or you can set it up just month by month, it just autom- like a magazine subscription, right. uh, and that's how we have it set it up set up and. Uh, we make about 1600 bucks a month from that. Yeah. Largely because of one very generous anonymous donor who right. gives us a grand amount. We can't amount.
3: find him. Yeah. Well, don't. It's,
1: it's awesome. And it's fine. Just let it happen. But I mean, if you if you want to like if you wanted to feel good about it, I mean, you're literally looking at people going, "Would you like to help us?" And they're saying, "Yeah, I want to help you. How can I help you?" And you're like, "This is an easy way." Yeah. yeah. And they're like, "Done." Do you do anything exclusive for your Patreons? We really? Yeah, read, and they don't care. No, do you do anything <laughs> exclusive for them?
3: Yeah, and they can, hardly can, can any of them any, even look at it. That's, they're, it's they're probably awesome.
1: because they love you. They, they just true, like right? us. They just they don't want need to help. the content. Like yeah.
3: some of them probably care to get, like, ooh, they got to hear a whole bunch of songs that didn't make it on this album that sounds really good, fucking really. Cool. But they they've kind of like them. the
1: whole point of this podcast. Or a lot of a lot of <laughs> so, the uh, yeah, yeah.
0: you know the voice. The The phone recordings, I throw a lot of them on the Patreon. The so most fantastic.
3: popular thing, all right, correct me if I'm wrong, but at the time it was the most popular post we did for them was a video where I put iPhone on like a little selfie like tripod in our studio. Mike was cleaning up mouth noises and I, I, I was folding you, the yeah. laundry. No, I'm folding laundry. Mike's cleaning up mouth noises. This is what we're doing today in the studio. And I like commented on my folding techniques and like that was it's it. That's what you were saying about literally. The- yeah, All that I'm saying in the evidently is, was if, interesting. Yeah,
1: You are very interesting people. And, oh, and, hi, thank you. And when I say they're giving you love, obviously some people just simply love you, but some people are probably also going, I'm just trying to support what these people are doing.
0: Well,
5: they want people to be able to do what they're doing.
0: Yeah,
1: too. what if you stop doing this? What if people just stop doing this? What is it, just fucking go to, you know... Uh, Fast food restaurant seven, and, get not, your food right, well, and go just home. us, like, what you guys are doing. What everyone everyone yeah, who yeah, contributes to any sort of artistic
0: enterprise, yeah. it, it you, we shouldn't sell ourselves short. Because just don't. just by showing up and, and
1: saying, I'm going to spend my life doing this is no small deal. Let right. me ask a couple of questions. We, we, we kind of cover this stuff generally on the podcast, right? But I'm interested in just, and we don't have to go deep or anything in this, Ruth. But, uh, so Bill Evans, a guy from uh, who used to play the piano with uh, Miles Davis, is a famous jazz pianist, right? He once said... That, you know, people give him shit for, for just making shit up in front of them. They're like, why am I paying you to make shit up? And you go, you're not paying me to make what? shit up in front of you. He's an improvisation. Because right? he improvises. Yeah. And he said, he goes, you're paying me for the 40 years of learning how to do what I'm about to do for you.
3: Yeah. Sort of like your, your dentist. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It only took five
1: minutes. Why are you ca- charging me so much? Right? <laughs> because they're using the wrong basis in yeah. which to just... Dis- think it was- yeah. You come from... A long line of people who play beautiful music when did you start actually like singing harmony? I don't know were you I'm guessing you were probably pretty small
3: yeah I mean and I, I learned singing a third part by listening to people sing in thir- in three parts and then the first memory I have of it we're in a van it's a parked van. And I'm singing a third part on I don't know what, like maybe Sentimental Journey or maybe... Yeah, 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 that's a really fun one. And it's my mom and my stepmom. I think it was at a time when my mom was still married to my dad and my stepmom was someone we knew who played bass with them and other people. Um, But I'm not even... I'm pretty sure that's what... So uh, that means I was... Younger than seven.
1: Yeah, I'm not, again, I'm not, I'm not even talking about how old you are and that stuff, but that wasn't five years ago. That was, this is a lifetime of work.
3: And I think, I like what you're saying, because it's really, it makes me feel, um, we have a friend, Robert Stairs and Blake, who lives in Bellingham, Washington and tours, and is a an awesome DIY, Beautiful. like.
1: Absolutely.
3: N- not That we adore. And he once said something, and I'm going to paraphrase it and he says it better, but you know, it's that feeling that you have, you've been doing this a long time. Should I give it up or keep going? And he said something like, you know, on the one hand, if you, you know, you've been working all this time. So if you stop now, all that work you've already done, if you stop now, that would be stupid. And on the other hand, like look look at you know you haven't gotten that far and you've you know like why would you keep doing this it's not really fulfilling anything and so if you keep going you'd be stupid well either way you're stupid so let's just keep going yeah right (laughs) you know and I I love the either way you're stupid is the way we shorten that when we you know use the line to each other but it's what you do I mean it's literally what you do no but also it's like I feel like you know I look at him and when we first saw him he was great you know and he made okay records and he put on pretty killer shows. And now I'm like, wow, he makes really good records and puts on really good shows. And, and it is additive. I I think, you know, and as a songwriter, I think you just tend to get better and maybe you write fewer songs or maybe you write more, but it's like, you're always growing. And then as a singer, I mean, certainly, you know, there may come a point when I'm like 85 and I can't hit a certain note or something. I, we would sing with Pete Seeger and like he was down on how he sounded. But I'm like, you're 90. you <laughs> you're know, also it's Pete okay. Right? It's okay, you know, and everyone's <laughs> yeah. singing along and yeah. they don't care if your voice is cracking or whatever. Like, I hope I don't have like irrational vanity when I'm very old and I realize like it's cool. But like, but what I'm saying is just other than the actual deterioration of like health or age, I feel like you only get better, you know. But Ruth and Mike,
1: you guys are doing this on behalf of people. So when you write a song, you're writing it on behalf of the people that are going to listen to it. And when you record it, You're recording it on behalf of the people that are going to bring it into their lives and continually hear it over and over again and fill that one little hole that they're filling with that. And Mm -hmm. when you get up on stage and you sing it for them and you sing Harmony Ruth, the way you've been doing it since you were there, you're doing it on behalf of those people that are standing there listening to it. Because if you shut up, It's silence. They're just in a room for no fucking reason at (laughs) all. I love that. You know how many horrible things humans do?
3: You know how many like stupid, disruptive to the planet things that human beings do? This is one of the cool things that humans can do. Yeah. You know, I not not all humans
1: can do it. You're not all
3: equal. Right. And not all can do it the same. But I feel like, you know, actually making up music and singing it and sharing it in a room even as what the audience can do as far as bringing themselves there to be that, like, I think that to me is preserving a part of human culture and the identity of what it is to be a human being.
1: Briggs is going to have to talk for a minute while I try not to cry and shit because you're (laughs) dead fucking
3: right. I'm not even
1: joking. I'm like only half joking. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Me too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's it.
1: That's the shit. You're doing it for them and (laughs) you and it's what we do right so yeah we talk about money but right it's easy to get mired in the the money but
0: that's obviously not why we're in this and we
3: have kids which makes you like feel more pressure to make money sometimes but it also it's like it also has the opposite effect because it makes me want to teach them that it's not about that and what it is about is the stuff you're saying right now and that you know what if The people who are afraid of like stock market crashes or other things (laughs) like that, that don't even feel real to me. Like, I think of how lucky I am in that world. Like, in the world of what people think of as catastrophic things happening, I'm like, the power goes out. We can still play a show. Like, the market, I I mean, obviously, everyone's affected by global shit, finance, but I like that what we do. I mean, I keep thinking that artisanal word, but it's serious. Like, (laughs) I like the people who like have their own chickens and that's the eggs they eat. And I feel like that, you know, it's like what we do is connected to something that's been going on a long time. We could keep doing it. It kind of doesn't matter what happens like we're fine like people's jobs will disappear because you know the the workplace changes the environment changes are like oh well maybe like we get off fossil fuels and suddenly all those jobs are threatened or gone and now everyone's like making solar panels or whatever i don't know you know we our evolution because of spotify is like much more minimal compared it's to true. that it's true it's okay it may it may force
1: a. it, it forces a, a format change but it doesn't keep you from making the music
3: yeah and yeah right. and sharing it live in a room with human beings like that's actually the more important part than the sure. selling of cds well probably. and you
0: say we make it for other people which is part of it but we certainly make it for ourselves oh as no well. question right by well, I mean, saying on behalf i don't mean of, not yeah.
1: for yourself
4: no,
0: i mean it's but right. it's it's we and not just me and you yeah. it's it is we and even even in the non performance elements of, of grabbing a guitar and, and stowing away. See, I did that thing you said I was going to do. Uh, it doesn't matter. Nobody yeah, heard it. Yeah. Uh, you know, it feels good to, to make some music. It just feels good. I mean, Ruthie's sitting there with that Gibson guitar, and I she, know, I she, right? used to, she used to joke that yeah. we play Gibson guitars because that's what sounds right to her. Because she literally heard one in utero. Yeah,
3: <laughs> my all of my cells like developed behind a Gibson guitar. Yeah. Like the, the it was Ru-
1: literally only a foot away like, or, yeah. less, or less. Yeah, or less. Right? Right.
0: <laughs> but you know, and and just and what's more is you know you have this what you said like a cheap guitar here in your studio that you oh, yeah. you grabbed because you needed a guitar in the studio. But like to me. I actually feel I get a warm, fuzzy feeling from playing cheap guitars because that's what I grew up All right, playing. Let's riff hey. on this for a
1: sec. Yeah. We've riffed on it before. Uh-huh. People come in. What is it when you pick up someone else's instrument like immediately or you play a foreign instrument like you pick it up and like it comes alive in your hands? Right. Mm-hmm. Am I crazy? Is that no, what happened crazy. with it?
0: In fact, I just heard this story about Steve Earle. Who did this tour opening for Billy Bragg? Billy Bragg is a solo performer. He had two guitars on stage. Steve Earle was opening and he had 14 guitars on stage. And Billy said, It's like, I can't even get on stage. And you're playing, what's going on? It's like, Well, every guitar here, I wrote a song on. I picked it up for the first time and something special happened. So now that song lives on that guitar. guitar. And that's sort of to what you're saying. It's like every, and this guitar too, that's sitting next to me. I never saw it before today, but it felt, like it's a guitar. sitting there like, wanting to be played, right? It, it felt and like so something that it. I'd never felt before, but it also felt like the 13-year-old me playing oh, yeah. his first cheap guitar. So
1: we, I, Just because we're trying to cover a lot of stuff in a short period of time, we did this with Ruth. Uh, I, I don't want to go through our lineage either, young man, but I, I've known this guy since forever. <laughs> but let's put it this way. When did you really know that this was about the guitar and you were like, fuck everything else? was it, it, it later was, on
0: well it was the night i wrote a song really yeah
1: that it, early on
0: i think so because when i write a song to this day i still am transported back to that first night where i i was given the keys to the kingdom
3: the channel was open jesus yeah <laughs> and you know and we
0: come from a very special place here in the seacoast you know we live yeah. in the hudson valley in new york now but ruthie knows how
1: near and dear <laughs> where we are right now. I may have heard him talk
3: about it. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I mean, it was
1: magic it's one reason why this podcast exists Literally because of the Elvis room and because your of UNH to and, use
3: your uh, facilities yeah. and he was like look man like the live for die, uh, like license plate over there and like a half junk yeah. Dunkin Donuts over here
1: I love everything you're saying it's what it is it's, man and it's what it
0: is if you can take the boy out of New Hampshire but you <laughs> yeah,
1: you gotta go down to the ocean and just uh, sit the there the salty go, air God damn
0: it. I mean I'm a different person when I'm here but it's the community it's you guys yeah, yeah. I mean Briggsy, you played gigs with us over the years right. and 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 you know uncle ron you might as well be <laughs> Go ahead, yeah duncan duncan watt yeah, yeah. produced my first records you know before i before yeah, that's, I not even had... here, that's not why you're I here though that's not i know right. but like it, it's it is pretty deep you know it is and i've i've built my whole trajectory around you know my friends yeah. even we joke about like that ska rotom, the old ska band Do you
1: mean you're even gonna feed me one of my favorite things for the podcast, which podcast listeners of this thing know we don't talk too much about this stuff, but I'm a vampire for early band names. And
5: <laughs> God
1: damn it, that is that's a class still number one. Yeah, yeah. kinda of And I have to I have to give Let's a shout say out that to again.
0: uh to, Ska Rodom. Ska Rodom. Ska, Rodem. ska, ska Rodem. That's the Never ska band
1: heard. name. Ska Rodem. And it
0: was thought of by an Exeter resident. That would be William Hunting Howell the Third. Hunt Howell, who is one of my Oldest friends And he Scar lives World? in this He still he lives right down the road really? No but he thought of the name He actually wrote it On the inside of my locker In high school like, <laughs> he, he opened my And it said Ska wrote him Because you know the, the 90s Ska boom It was sort of a It was a big thing
1: It was a boom Pricadechophobia
0: Yeah well all of it Mephiscopheles uh, <laughs> Skagina While we're going well, there That would have been The ultimate double bill it The yeah. ultimate double bill <laughs> you yeah. Don't want
3: to talk about <laughs> the,
0: Who opens the, for who yeah, like Right there <laughs> But <laughs> and, and, and is, last, no, no, last as and last both get to play. <laughs> when I said I was like I never left when I tuned in WUNH last night, it's because there was there was there was old violent femmes, and there was some ska yeah, tune, and there was yeah. some all chick punk band playing and Bikini Kill, and I mean, all you this. guys
1: played the Elvis Room.
0: Well, I know, I know, and well, that's a small group, man. Well, God, we do miss it, right? I mean, that's really where it started. It was the Seacoast scene. It was you making records for us. Um, but what I was going to say about Scott Rodham it, it was it was a band of guys from the soccer team
1: it, it I can't wa- believe that so many people It wasn't a bunch of musicians Together because of soccer Actually could actually play really well wa- That was the crazy I, mean, and I,
0: I There's a little bit of exaggeration there Because we had Kurt Weissman Who is sort of a musical genius And his brother, Chris Weissman Taught me how to play guitar right. I, I had this cheap guitar That banged around our house Me and my brother did not know how to play it We played some drums We were into the drums We were drummers but Chris showed me CG and F uh, and then I started writing songs that night because I finally had something to write a song with you Excuse know mine again,
1: so switch it around just yeah. for a sec just to finish up on this idea. The moment you had the opportunity, you took the opportunity Well, I was sort of like a romantic kid who would like you know, hold my
0: hockey stick in the basement like a microphone stand and like lip sync songs you know like i had this
1: yeah. i was a dreamer you were a just very... holding it like a, you were holding it like axel rose yeah exactly yeah
4: we all just pictured yeah. that because
1: yeah, yeah. mike was you can't see you but the way he held the mic stand yeah he it was had daunting. that that's sort of like he's he's in a in a slalom race he's you know, going a downhill skier downhill, kind of hold sure. and okay. you know it's deep grade
0: i I was definitely a very romantic minded dreamer of a kid, and you know we I grew up yeah. with movies and television like a lot of my generation and uh so I just had i was a dreamer I've always been a dreamer, like I yeah. live in my mind a lot and imagine what it could be yeah and and writing songs was sort of like I never actually thought I could cross whatever that threshold is into the radio. I thought you just listened to songs and they happened to you, and as soon as I could actually create them with my own hands it was a major revelation for do you remember me. the first time you heard yourself on the radio heard myself on the radio I I don't know I don't actually in fact though my buddy Hunt who we just mentioned when I texted him yesterday hey we're gonna be in New Hampshire for the weekend or year round he said yes we are and I'm listening to you on the radio right now
1: which was sort of weird it's crazy it's an amazing well, you guys thing. are on the radio obviously as, as the mammals and.
0: As well it, Rudy, I but... find that it's still in like the um even though we tour nationally and internationally to some degree, it's still, and again, it all com- comes back to like my hometown community, my friends, I still feel like where we're the most popular is in the seacoast of New Hampshire, is in the Hudson Valley of New York, where we're both from. Yeah, but Those what about communities, that like
3: radio chart in Manhattan, Kansas, or like, you know, the, it's wherever there's like somebody super stoked well, on us. Somebody
0: like, there's there are some places yeah. where people actually care a little bit more than other places, and that does feel good. Um, but for me, it does com- it, it. connects back to the, the, the true roots of where we come from is where people have s- tended to step up the most, you know? Right. Well,
1: I mean, you're also like...
0: That's probably true of most bands, though, when I push comes so, to right? shove.
1: Yeah. Right? I guess it depends on what you're selling. You guys are not selling some, you know, bullshit kind of artifice. You're not going, hey, watch how good I am. You're not going, hey, we're going to do something that is just even better than that other band next to us. You're just, you're being pretty straightforward, honest... When you write the songs, the words are real and they mean something. I think authenticity that, is yeah. a very big word for both, for both of us. And that's so, really
0: one of the problems I have with with what has been called the modern folk scene is that I just don't see a lot of authenticity or roots <gasps> within it. But I don't want to really get into that. that no, no, that no. But, the, they, the, but
1: it's not even... You obviously, look, all, all artists judge. That's your job is to make an artistic decision. When you write your own piece, you're like... That sucks. Let's not. Let's do this. That's good. So, of course, you're going to do that with other people. That's just my opinion, but I feel pretty strong about it. Sure. That said, if you're going to put these personal statements out and you see people in real life, like they know you and they're willing to bring you. They're not going to go, oh, fuck that. You know, I don't want to think about it. Like they bring that thought into their into their world, then you're making an impact on their place. So of course, the people that you're around.
0: I mean, probably the highest compliments I've received in the last handful of years is when someone says they hear a song I wrote on the radio and they literally had to pull the car over to listen to the song. Yeah, that they couldn't actually operate a motor vehicle <laughs> and listen to this song that was going down. And that is obviously what I'm going for. Yeah. I want someone to have to to receive the transmission and have to stop what they're doing Yeah, and listen to it. That That is... That is the biggest pat on the back. It sounds like you
1: have to get back to fucking work and write more fucking songs. Like
0: well, I mean, get... there's no shortage of songs. We write. It's it's mostly the juggling act of being parents, of being on the road, of, of trying to make a living. But we there, we never have a shortage of songs. It's actually a really good problem to have. But I wanted to say to your point of the first time I heard myself on the radio, I don't actually remember when that was. But what I do remember that I felt like I had finally sort of made it was being in Brooklyn and i think i was at a rehearsal for spouse as a rock band i used to play drums in and i went into a salvation army or just a thrift store and there was a spouse record for sale for a dollar in amongst and this is again yeah, this is 15 in, in the, years in ago the bin, yeah. this is before everybody yeah. was 86ing their cd collection right. right you know what i mean 15 20 years ago maybe 15 and it was to me, I actually it didn't seem like a rejection. It set, it felt like I had actually been absorbed into the fabric of the culture because sure. <laughs> a record I made ended up in the used bin. It had like it had come full circle, and, and if I wanted block. to, I could I could then purchase that record. It was it was part of uh, in a very old cycle of commerce, and that I was now part of it. You know, and that's happened in this is place called uh Music saves in Cleveland next to the Beachland Ballroom. I remember going through their used bin. I was like, and I was sort of talking out loud and I was probably even bragging a little bit. I was like, Oh cool, there's a spouse record here. Oh, there's a feathers record here. I went to high school with that guy. Uh, or, you know what I mean? And there was a third one too that was uh,
3: Like someone you kinda knew.
0: Someone I kinda knew and the I remember the the guy at the counter was like, Where the hell did you go to high school? You know what I mean? <laughs> it was, it was like there was like three right. or four used albums that had really seeped into the culture and they were, you know. Nice. For resale.
3: Well, somebody with a pretty cool collection had just like moved and downsized and got there, right. unloaded it. Mm-hmm. Right the
5: stories? Sure. Yeah.
1: Okay. okay. So we have like a, a little segment here on our podcast. We don't always do it, but okay. I think you guys would be really good. And if you Does wouldn't mind. need
3: like a jingle or a theme song? Yes, please go ahead. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Actually,
1: believe Nobody it or not, involved, though, This actual one little thing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you very road much. Road stories, road <laughs> stories, stories from the road, <laughs> stories from the road. Thank you, thank you. No problem. No all extra right. charge. Yes, thank you. Awesome, right? We're going to give you ten percent of all the proceeds we make off that song forever, which is zero. So, um, no, seriously. Uh, and if you wouldn't mind, just can we, you guys separate this one out? Because obviously, you could do it as you know, with mammals or as Mike and Ruthie, but separate. So, road stories is a simple concept. It's just one of those times where you're playing where it was really unbelievably awesome and you couldn't believe it, it like you had no idea this was going to be so cool or maybe it really 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 sucked can you think of an example like sort of like best worst one of each or or, or whatever, you wanna do, yeah. oh. whatever you want to do man whatever you want to do cuz ruth You've been playing. Okay, all
3: right, I got a lot of different places. I've got a life. pretty crappy one that was pretty recent because we I just love did, when
1: they suck personally. Right, but we just yeah, that's, that's did, my <laughs> favorite too. Well, this
4: this one
3: is just like it's just it, it, it just because ah, you have these gorgeous moments and we had great moments on this exact tour. We just did the Western Migration tour out on the West Coast, and there's this one. Show that, like, did not. It was like, which one of these is not like the others? Oh, really? We're just like, what uh, happened? But it was a full moon, which I think sometimes can, like, I believe, go either way.
1: I believe in the full moon.
3: And we, um, and we were kind of on like a good run too. So we just like hit it with like all this like, kind of optimism until we were like, we're loading. Through this slush, like we're in, in, it's cold and slushy. Loading mean you're moving your equipment from your we're van. We're loading, into our, the loading thing. in, oh. yeah. And this place is tiny, and the heat isn't on. It's cold, and we're like, okay, like we're just down off our high horse from how whatever many, show we mus- just how, did the day many, before. Right. How you're many like,
1: musicians are playing right now? Five, and that's okay. and it's so it's a full band, drum set, yeah, yeah. five musicians, we're, two kids, and, and no
3: backline provided at this gig. Oh, in fact, oh not necessarily a PA right. a, awesome. as of five. 30, we get a phone call. Did you guys maybe want, like, there to be a PA? Yeah.
1: A translational backline is when they provide the amps and the what, right. sometimes the drums and all that. You mean right. you had to bring every piece of equipment yeah. out of the band into the thing?
3: Exactly. Okay. I love Ruth,
0: you mentioned this is in Northern California. It's yeah. not like we were down the road from where we live. Right. No. Yeah.
3: And we, right. we always carry everything, but it's some, some venues, like to make it easier, they'll like, yeah, use our bass amp or drums or whatever. So, yeah. So, <laughs> but we don't carry PA. We don't carry a sound system. We don't, that is not, I mean, like, I, nothing against people who do. But to me, that's max of like wedding band. I couldn't you know, agree with, and, not right. the wedding
1: band part, but I couldn't agree with you more <laughs> that if you don't carry one, it makes it really easy. Like you just don't. Sure. So I, we're not I playing gigs that don't do it. That. Right. I mean, we
3: will bring our right. own PA to a yeah. very special few things that we of care about. Sure. And we put on a festival for right. which we organize the PA. It's like, not mm-hmm. like I right. won't touch a PA. I love to run the PA for someone else's show, not for my yeah, show. Well, but you you like, You're singing. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so, so we get this gig and... And we have to, yeah, we have to, we can't park very close to the curb because of insane snow, but then that means you're leaping this big crevasse and it's like right. literally like a gushing gully of cold oh, no. water. So all of us, by the time we've done loading in have like freezing cold, wet socks awesome. and shoes. And, and, a and a at this feeling. point it's like that, yeah, no one wants to go back out and deal with that. And we have our two kids who are five and 10
1: awesome. and
3: there's no green room, none.
1: Green room would be like the back room that you normally hang out in. There's no yeah, no backstage. You're basically just standing there. We're there's a
3: the stage, and we're and so we're touring as a five piece band, two kids, and a, a an assistant slash tour manager slash everything guy, yeah, right? Who's awesome and and in general at this point would have taken the kids to like either where we're staying but that's falling through because of weather and we're actually going to drive another hour to a hotel that night so uh. so he can't take him there and, or he'd take him backstage and like set up like a movie or something fun or like find some snacks alright so mm-hmm. it's freezing no snacks no green room no nothing we're trying to sound check wet, wet socks wet socks the lady who is the significant other of the guy who normally runs things but is out of town is there and she's like I'm a singer so I have a PA in my trunk <laughs> As if uh, every singer sure. should have one in their trunk, like subtle rib, right. you know. Right. I'm like, great. So she, <laughs>
1: you're not really a singer, yeah, because you PA. don't have a PA in your yeah, trunk.
3: Yeah, you don't have a four channel. Like, I'm not even going to diss the PA. It, it saved our lives that PA. So she okay. brought it in, and basically, she and I set it up and she wanted the board right in the middle of the stage is where she usually does it so all the chords don't have too far to reach well, she, I, I convinced a, her to put a, it on the she's side a, she's a singer yeah yeah yeah. we worked it out I was like <laughs> kind of the drummer has to be kind of there so let's yeah anyway we worked I it thought out you're being
1: super patient right now <laughs> as you said what's obviously an inadequate PA but go on
3: Yeah, it was awesome in this one way and they have at this point the heat blasting but this is like California heat they don't know what you know what I mean it's not designed for like you know it's like up in air so it has to fill the whole room before you're going to feel you know the, right, right, the right, heat sure. up high who invented that yeah. so then yeah anyway it was just it was dismal there was a grand piano on the stage and wow. our our friend Will who was touring with us on like keys he was mostly playing like a nord or yeah. like you know but like he's like wow maybe I could try the piano but every time we tried it was like the PA wasn't up to like balancing no way you're gonna and it was get, just yeah, like this isn't yeah. even working so no, we kind of slid it up stage left where the oh. kids I made them like I put it some sleeping bags down they were basically hiding behind the grand piano oh, on goodness. the stage yeah. watching space balls or dumb and dumber
1: <laughs> wow one or, the Both other Spaceballs or maybe on that back one. to back yeah i want to see space <laughs> so, underneath the grand piano on the
3: yeah stage. yeah and they're cold and there's a leak so you can't walk the normal way around to the back of the stage because it's leaking and there's wires Ooh. and i'm like great so my kids are here next to leaking and a wire behind a grand piano while we're... Under a
2: piano. Under
3: a piano, essentially. Yeah. And, anyway, so the show was like not super well attended because in California, if it, there's any snow, everyone's right. like, ah. Um, but the people who came were really into it. And a couple of them know my dad. And his name is Jay Unger. That's he wrote awesome. a tune called Ashok yeah. and Farewell, which has permeated the universe. It was just,
1: just put it to bed. It was used in... Ken this,
3: Burns' documentary, The Civil, Civil War on PBS. Yeah. Right. So, um, And he wrote it 10 years before that. This is one right. of the occasion of a guy who created a tune from his spirit and made a recording with his band, and then it got picked up later ten years on, later and a became a thing. Own, yeah. yeah, sort so, of the
0: ultimate placement, yeah. if you will.
5: Right. And
3: yeah. then, all right, so, so uh, immediately, like a person asks if we'll play that, which we don't often, but I'm like, there's twelve people here in a snowstorm, like I'll play anything. I'll play, yeah. you know, <laughs> right.
0: the theme to the, <laughs> the Macarena. The, right
3: <laughs> 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 the, the, the Macarena.
0: Bring the it on, the Macarena. <laughs> I? <laughs> you know that it's that, funny you should Yo, say the theme hombres, do to doogie do, do. howser you know Scott ska Rodum, uh, mm-hmm. covered that song yeah,
4: yeah. sing that, that. doogie howser like, ska yeah
3: that's such so good
0: there's a horn line of course all
3: right yeah we didn't have a horn section on this tour but we could have
0: whipped that out anyway continue so
3: in any case we the you know We got some pizza from around the corner because we were starving. We sent Ovi for the pizzas. It was like $75 for like a couple pizzas. It was just like everything about this was like. "Ah, But in the middle of the show, like an older woman watching the show brought up a jar and put it next to us and made a tip jar and put some money in it because she cared. And even she felt they hadn't paid enough at the door. maybe. And a few more people put some money in there. Um. So even the worst show, you know, there's these little moments. Right. And then we when we played a and farewell, okay. <laughs> which is this very poignant, quiet, you know thing. right You
1: perform it on the on the fiddle, right? Yes,
3: yeah, so I'm playing yeah. it on the fiddle. Mike's playing guitar, and the band is like somewhat familiar with the tune enough to play along. and and we <laughs> get to this like super quiet part, like sort of toward the end. And you hear Opal, who's wearing headphones watching a it's movie. Kid, yeah. She's the five-year-old who can't read, and the 10-year-old can't. So she's like, Willie, what does that say? What does it say? Like she wants him to read whatever thing just flashed on the screen.
4: And I'm just dying laughing because it's just the whole <laughs> hilarity of the, the whole, whole moment, thing right? just like hit me in that moment. Mommy! Like, Willie, like, I don't know. Plus, this
0: is funny, dude. Oh, the guy man. who had requested so that was the song, it.
4: yeah,
0: you know, his friend... Oh, that joker starts talking that, in the middle I of the tune. I think his friend had just... And we didn't... Usually use save a and for the end or the encore, but we just right. we just pulled it out like number four, whatever. We i like, like, yeah, let's do the thing If someone, someone has a request, wants. we'll play it. Right. So the guy who requested it, <laughs> I think his friend had just arrived and sat next to him. So during that moment, the...
5: Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. yeah. The,
0: like The real legato moment <laughs> He's like So this is the song That her dad wrote For the Civil War He starts like Out loud whispering To his friend It was Everything about that The whole wrong.
3: thing Yeah 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 Well a- people in the
1: audience Don't know that you can hear them like oh, well when there's just tw- tw- not thinking especially right? when there's yeah. 12 people you could really, you could hear a really mouse walk across the show. floor
3: and that was the night when i got us three rooms at a really more nice hotel than usual an hour south so the next day we could dri- I would drive <laughs> yeah. less and it was like yeah. i don't really care yeah. Like, We're going to
1: amortize this against the rest exactly. of the Exactly.
3: Like right. tonight, this is what we need. Yes. And it was awesome. That's awesome. And that, yeah, yeah, we made it through. I don't know. It was just one of what those a great stories. It brings you down a couple notches, you know, when you're sort yeah. of like, right. So no one read any of the emails we sent. You know, right. no one, <laughs> right. like, no one, yeah, yeah, no. They're like,
1: we love you, but. There's a quarter inch of snow.
3: Yeah, I don't know. It was no. I'm more <laughs> thinking like the venue. Like you advance a show, you oh, try I to like yeah, set right. up like some amount of knowledge of what right. what we're bringing and what they're bringing. You right, know, right, right. and yeah, it does. But also, always what you're happen. saying
0: was true. The guy I had a friend who lived in town, who's like, you got to come play on your tour. We'll set something up. It's a small town, but they'd love you. And he couldn't even. Yeah, he right. couldn't. My even point make it of so contact in town couldn't even.
1: Uh, uh, it's a difficult negotiation because of the weather. Right. He was
3: like, he he got halfway there and then texted us like, "Man, the weather's really bad up the road here." Yeah. Like, okay, it's all good. <laughs> but yeah, that was you got to come work. and visit
1: us in New Hampshire sometime. Yeah.
3: Well, right. Road uh, story. Uh, what a. Yeah, I don't know. Great that's, road uh, story. I yeah. don't want to I
1: don't want to I don't want to talk over your uh, your, no, your that's, commercial. I I I That's a beautiful road story. It was story. recent
3: enough. I felt that was fun. Yeah, the the pizza was actually pretty good. I don't know if it's worth $75, but it's pretty fucking good.
1: <laughs> Mike? Okay. Do you have a road story?
0: Well, one that I'd like to tell is uh this trip I made down to West Virginia. Please feel, go ahead. Like dun, that, dun, dun. that might be a good one. Uh this was 2000 Six Or eight Fuck This is I only fret about Knowing the day Because it was right Two weeks after our wedding And you'd think I would know What year we got married
3: That makes it easy
0: Six Yeah Six And our son was born in 2008 Knocks it out of the park yeah. Did you see that? Did you see that? The danger
3: He's got a mental a, block against Mike the Mike state. used to play Mike probably
1: still does play hockey So
0: he understands I had to hang it up finally You know yeah. why? One too many beneath. blows to the head. Oh,
1: really? For oh, serious. the head thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's been yeah, talking you, about
3: how he's a dreamer and lives in his head. So you got to protect right. that thing. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so you know what it's like. Sometimes you got to take the chance mm-hmm. to make the shot, which mm. you did. And you came up with the 06. Please continue. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you would said 08, oh, this was going to go a long different corner. Yeah. Yeah. Up, top left side. Upper corner size guy. of a tuna can up <laughs> One there. One
0: timer to the upper corner. One timer. Okay. So... <laughs> I, I mentioned it was right after our, our wedding only because Ruthie and I have been playing music together almost 20 years and very rarely do we do a solo show without right. without the other one. But it does happen occasionally and this is one of those times where I had a friend going to college at Shepherdstown University and again, this is 12 years ago and uh, she wanted the mammals to come play. right, And... The mammals were not available if we were even a band. We were still a we band in, at that era. Yeah. yeah. Uh, whatever. We couldn't do it as the mammals. She said, Well, can you come as Mike and Ruthie? Yeah, we're getting married. And, you know, but it's, I had a solo tour. And you had a tour with a. a That's right. Yeah. Ruthie had this trio, sort of all star girl group called Sometimes Why yep, with Aoife those. O'Donovan yep. and Kristen Andreas and, and right. Ruth, Ruth Unger. So you had the Sometimes Why tour. And my friend wanted us to come down to Shepherdstown, but. You had that. I said, well, I'll come down solo. I'll come down as Ruthless
1: Mike. Have you done this before? Or is this like the first Ruthless Mike?
0: Well, I always thought that I would be a solo performer when I started writing songs, but right. it's something I've actually done very little.
3: But I, you did. I mean, you did some. I did some, but yeah.
0: I I feel that I am more comfortable in a band context. Right. I, I don't know. I'm just, I, yeah. Cool. You know.
3: But you're ready to hit the road.
0: Anyway, I was definitely excited to go and that this was going to be my little college town Anchor gig and of course I grew up in Durham, New Hampshire So college College towns towns. meant something To me. I felt like I knew what to expect
1: Out of a college town. A lot of natty light
0: A lot of (laughs) natty light and like Groups of 14 to 12 (laughs) Kids with
1: you know Backpacks.
0: Yeah with the natty Light walking in droves and it could be Like the middle of February and the girls have short skirts And you know I thought Regardless they're looking for parties Sure, You know there's kids looking for something To do on a Saturday night in a college town and you know maybe there's a couch on fire on Main Street because right. of the hockey team just losing or winning it doesn't really doesn't matter. really matter yeah hey, it's a couch it's a couch I got a match. exactly so that's sort of what I assumed I'd be rolling into right College Town Saturday night that's what I was bracing myself for so and this is in West Virginia it's no it's not a short drive you know I played a couple of spots along the way but those that's a whole other story actually I, one little aside is that in Baltimore I played a show that another friend promoted, I and we're talking about like teenagers, when you say promoter, sure. it's just like kids in school. Right. But she had this stroke of genius, which was she painted a ticket, watercolor, and it was about the size of a bumper sticker. And then she made photocopies of it. But the ticket itself was sort of beautiful. It wasn't just like information. Right. It was art. And she sold advanced tickets, I think like 40 of them, 10 bucks a pop boom so she right had on. four because she had something an artifact yeah i'm telling to you it's about the artifact transmit to somebody right. and only like seven people came to the concert but she handed me 400 bucks <laughs> I was hey, like, right wow, that is why have not we why haven't we duplicated that mm. approach mm. since then you think i'd Things learn that you just gotta you get go, some watercolors like, mm. yeah right i get Pains, willie Pains. and opal on that yeah, right actually. there you go. anyway that was baltimore the next night was shepherdstown I roll onto Main Street and it's literally vacant. There's nobody. There's no other cars. There's no businesses open. It's a Saturday night in a college town. And I thought perhaps I'm in the wrong Shepherd's town. Maybe there's another one. Or maybe sure. it's happened before. Maybe yeah. the college right? isn't in the town. Or you know, all these things. Sure. I'm trying to like unravel the puzzle. Well, it turns out that I am in the right town. I find a payphone, which is what you had to do in two thousand six. <laughs> uh, I'm in a Subaru Impreza. All I had with me was my guitar and my kick drum. I brought the kick drum along because I was. It was like before the curve of Abbott Brothers and Mumford and Sons. Yeah, I don't want to hear about that because
1: that pisses the shit out of me. When when lead singer has a floor tom, I'm like, I'm out of here. So moving on. This (laughs) is way before hard no on. This is way before, especially if they have like. Color shit when they hit it when it goes up in the air. Anyway, no no no. I'm anyway, gone. I just Back it was sol- way before that. You had a kick drum, well, which was, was cool at the time.
0: Well, it was a solo tour. There was just yeah. so much room in the vehicle. I could bring yeah. anything. Really. It was a
3: comfort yeah. kick drum. <laughs> com-
0: I was exploring well, I this whole solo performance Well, it performance. had a pillow
3: inside. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you might need that,
0: So anyway. <laughs> it plays dual duty. Yeah. <laughs> Pop it out, and so I call my friend, we'll call her the promoter as well. Say, you know, h- here I am is there a show? And she says, well, yeah. I say, really? Because it it seemed like that would be a really surprising thing to happen in this town. She said, no, it's a house concert. I think, oh, great. House concert. It didn't even occur to me that she was setting up a house concert. So all of a sudden, I don't know if your listeners have been to house concerts or you guys have been, I mean, even the word barn for all intents and purposes is a, is a house concert. It's just one of the best house concerts. Sure. (laughs) Exactly. And, and it is one of the best ones. So, Anyway, I think, well, how bad can a house concert be? You're sort of guaranteed that there will be some audience. There'll be some food, probably. going to say food, yeah. Some food, Before. probably a free place to stay. Yeah. Um, a little scotch at the end of the night. All what that, all that. So we, she says it's 10 minutes away, and we just are driving for 45 minutes. We cannot find it. I'm like, God, how, this girl's from here. Like, what is going on? So we double back. We find a driveway that we'd sort of turned our nose up at earlier in the journey. Well, let's try that one. It had no mailbox or any markings. Right you guys in, light. in the car together. We're driving. Go yeah, right. she, she She's met me. To, right.
1: She's trying to navigate. She met saying, me right. by
0: the payphone. She jumped right. in the car. She's trying to navigate us to the house concert. We finally take a chance on this unmarked driveway. We drive up uh, and it's steep and long and gravel and, and dark. We're like going up a West Virginia mountain at this point point. <laughs> and we get to the top and there's, it doesn't seem like we're certainly not in a neighborhood, you know?
5: Right.
0: Uh, and I'm like, well, we're sort of out of options. Like, let me just go look around. There is a house over there, but there's not like a front porch light on or anything, uh. Uh, but there's some light sort of, uh. or there seems like there's some sign of life. And as I go to open the door, a gunshot goes off actually. And I sort of like, sort of panic. and freeze as one does you know the adrenaline just courses through my body not the good kind and i just don't know what my next move is it's like here i am on the top of a west virginia mountain looking for a house concert and now there's
1: gunfire i think the correct move is stop drop and don't roll
0: yeah something like that i just froze and then as i'm sitting there in my hand i just remember it's like on the the little silver door latch, just like stuck there. Like and my do- my door's halfway open. I'm just like stuck in mid open. My car door. Yeah. I guess it would be my left hand. Mm. And uh four more gunshots. Pop, 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 pop. I'm like, fuck. This is raw, man. Like and I just got married two weeks ago. I'm like, I'm gonna die. I went on a solo tour and died. <laughs> that's how there's,
1: my there's, married life. Yeah, the went. only good thing <laughs> would be that's a, if you're gonna if you're gonna die as a musician. That is a cool way you know to what? die. And my my but catalog yeah. would be so much more valuable as yeah, a result. Was, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. I would have
0: actually gone down in Sorry, history. Ruth, well, as it turns it. out, this was actually the house where the house concert was was scheduled to be, and there is it was occupied by a band, and they had just purchased. A rifle that week And were just having A little innocent Target practice In the backyard Yeah They had set up Bottles and cans Around a bonfire And were taking turns Picking them off From the upstairs Bedroom window I found awesome. this all That's pretty
3: awesome. As one no does No big deal yeah, right. So <laughs> It's just West <laughs> Virginia Because, <laughs> sure, because right. yeah. it, was,
0: <laughs> it, it occurred it, it was revealed to us That th- this wasn't Like just gunfire Like like foul play There was like laughter When we sort of Like dialed in What was going on There was like laughter And there was Something jovial There was an energy Of a party right when we actually stopped to listen
3: not like blood curling screams
0: no it was it was more like laughing and partying and, and screaming out of joy
1: <laughs> and, and rifle shots so
0: we loaded in I loaded in the kick drum uh, I guess my friend probably ran around to like let them know that we were here it's a little hazy but it was completely dark still I said can you, someone just like turn some light on so I can just get through your front path and they said no I was like god what is up with these people like but but it was it was because they they were they were off the grid as I like to say. Oh. But they had been cut off from the grid. You yeah. know, this it was a squatter pad That's with with full yeah. on plywood in the windows. Um and I mean not to judge, these guys were willing to host a house concert. This was what they had to offer. They were a band that squatted in this house to rehearse and had a little innocent target practice in the backyard once in a while. So I had an extension cord in the back of the Impreza we ran it through the woods plugged into the neighbor's porch <laughs> I think I had one of those little aluminum domed carpenter lights oh yeah so we hung that from the, the ceiling fixture and I got my first look at this place and like I said the plywood and you're they, indoors now we're indoors right. now I'm in the living room all the furniture that was left behind in this house had been uh you know axed to pieces, and that's how they were heating the place in the wood stove. they oh, burning shit. the old furniture. There was just a pile of old broken furniture uh. by the wood stove. And they, like, we're in your studio now. There's like little sound baffles on the walls. Yeah. Like a lot of studios, they had nailed just old, dirty mattresses to the nice. walls as sound baffles. <laughs>
1: that really, really works well. It
0: does. And I, my friend, who set up the show, set up a little stool by the door. She had a clipboard, which. Cracks me up. Wait, more people are going to come to this place? Yes, so <laughs> <laughs> she had a clipboard. Tell That's, me if this story is getting too long. No, it's not. It's organized. It, and like it's she is very, very organized. Very organized. She has a clipboard. I'm thinking, if you have a clipboard, mustn't there be a critical mass of, of RSVPs? That right. you couldn't and there, remember. I never actually saw the list. Maybe there were, and the, all these people didn't show. But four people attended the concert. It was her roommate. Oh, the other thing I didn't mention, this college that she goes to, she, no one told me that the kids go home on the weekend. Yeah. It's one of those types of colleges.
1: Plus there it, it might have behooven, is that a word, her, to put a sign at the bottom of the Something. at of the driveway Anything. to go, this driveway. So her roommate shows ways. up. Sure,
0: yeah. Her roommate shows up, her roommate's boyfriend, <laughs> and one guy from our mailing list. Like Yay, one guy actually Kurt. like received the email
1: executed the fine place
0: undeterred by the dark driveway and the firearms and the (laughs) lack of cell phone, lack of cell phone or Mm -hmm. light or anything. So I play my show. They all sat on the floor because all the furniture was being used for fire. (laughs) Everyone sat on the floor. I played my little show, just a one set show and like my guitar and my kick drum. And something I'm very proud of is all four attendees bought a record. 100%
1: 100% sales. Nice. 100%. You know why? Because they love you. They and did. trying to support you.
0: And they all went home. And the girl who set the show up went home. And I thought, you know, I'm just, I'm just a kid on the road. I'm going to stay here. And I reintroduced myself to the band. They never actually came in from Target practice. Yeah, they did just not like, attend the show. There was just gunshots going on through the whole show. And, <laughs> but I ended up, I think I ran down, I got some beer. I got an 18 pack of like Pabst Blue Ribbon
1: because maybe
0: a 12 wasn't enough because I <laughs> yeah, could tell that they, the party they're pretty deep into the party sure. at this point and we ended up trading songs and taking turns feeding the fire
1: and it was awesome
0: and kind of and well then and I when I tell this story I like to point out that uh there I was in a college town burning couches on a Saturday night just right. just like in Durham New Hampshire where <laughs> like, I grew up it was we, like I never left And I pulled one of those dirty mattresses off the wall, and I pushed it up against the wood stove, and I took the pillow out of the kick drum. You did. I did, and I made myself a pallet on the floor. (laughs) And uh, I, you know, I told that story the first time I ever told it in detail. We were sitting around in Denmark with your mom and Tim O'Brien, the great bluegrass musician, and uh, we were telling your worst gig story, and and. At the end i clearly won that that really you beat tim o'brien i clearly won that that his story was his story involved how they played their opening song at some festival and every member of the band broke a string including the upright bass player which is very unusual
3: i think it was like live radio too it was or something everyone broke a string in the middle of the first song it's not a pallet
1: next to the wood stove
3: it was a shorter story too you know which which has its merits we just told it one sentence
1: so, I like this. But
0: it also,
3: he,
1: we, he questioned if that
0: was the worst gig ever or possibly the best. Ah, oh, that's right. right? Yeah, he did say that. And sometimes that. Yeah. it is a fine line. But, you know, as yeah. I say, every gig leads to the next.
3: Well, and like that moment, like in Northern California in the slush with our kids behind a piano and whatnot, like that was also, at the time, crappy, but then becomes afterward, like this bonding experience for the people who were there. Because no one else, even though I've now told it, no one can quite know what that weird energy was except those of us who lived through it and like we can crack jokes about it now forever
1: (laughs) you really can but i mean it's like you live in god in woodstock you know by the time i got to Woodstock, we were having it's like this is what this this is what it is this is this is the thing that you guys live and you and again i kind of over romanticize it sometimes but it feels like to you this is what you do because it's your life but the people that listen are just go into whatever job they have. And I'm not that's not a bad thing. It's just not what you're doing. You're not traveling the country, seeing strangers and making art and like you said, doing something that's like not bad for anything. <laughs> In fact, it could be quite opposite
3: we need a solar van, but then we'll be good.
1: <laughs> I do think about the amount of diesel we burn. <laughs> yeah. that, that the
0: Diesel's the most,
3: more efficient than gas, yeah. ultimately. Would,
0: but if we had the solar van, that would be a game changer. Yeah, one day. Like karmically.
3: We need we're, the Tesla van. Yeah. That's the ultimate the solar underwriting yeah, that yeah, I'm like looking for. Tesla, Tesla, Tesla van. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, sure. In
0: fact, yeah, this last tour, you know, the new record is called Sunshiner, right? And it's the title track. The chorus of that song is, yes, my daddy was a miner, but I'm going to be a sunshiner. Right. And we played... Two, two, I thought just two. one until someone pointed out to me, two solar homes, house concerts within solar homes on this last tour. And it, our bass player, Andy, it, it actually really had a profound effect Got on him. him. He yeah. felt like here we are traveling the world singing about the future, a, yeah. a different type of future that we can all manifest. And yet we were in the present moment, it was actually yeah. happening
3: in in Corvallis, Oregon, where we where this moment for him happened. It was like, it was a pretty moving, like electrifying kind of almost like the word barn kind of vibe, but like more yeah. of like a gentle, like energy or something. But yeah. it was like, uh, yeah. Singing that song in like five part harmony with our band and like the crowd singing along and the, the hosts of the house concert are there and they have a solar business. It's not even just that their home is awesome and made of straw bales or whatever. I mean, it, it looks right, like a normal right, house, but right, it's, right. it's made of these, the know, sustainable are actually made of mud and, yeah, you know, yeah. ingredients. And they have this business putting in solar places or like whatever. That's their whole life. I mean, she's also a musician too. So it's like, right. I don't know the whole thing. Yeah. It's nice to see. I mean, we see all sorts of different stuff. We played in uh in Kentucky, where we're like, I wonder how this song will go over. You know, on the same tour, on the way to the California, we played. You know, and in Kentucky, there's a coal mining museum that has solar panels on it. Like that is a thing. That's true. You can Google that. And, right, but and, I mean, that's that behalf again. That's you awesome. Went, you
1: went yeah. down there and you had the experience and you sang the song and you were in Kentucky and you yeah. saw that thing on behalf of me, who you just told who was knocked out by that. Isn't I mean, that you're so really cool? doing <laughs> something that has value it's so yeah. easy to just say yeah let me As hear it, your song and i'll tell you whether it's worth anything or not that's yeah. not what you guys are doing well and this i is think about lifetime. the people who
3: put the solar panels on the coal mining museum and like how yeah. i'm sure it wasn't lost on that them right, you know right know? Sure. and then like you know or the or the person in the museum who who okayed it or who made who, you know whoever that was who was like yeah well that sounds efficient and like a good way to cut our costs yeah, of right. electricity right, and yeah. like to just show that it is a continuum is you can honor What came before. That's why the chorus on Mike's song is so great. Yes, my daddy was a miner. I'm going to be a a sunshiner. You know, there's old mining songs forever. And most of them, if you go back, you know, are dark songs like Daddy Died in the Mines or whatever. Like Black Water Runs Through My Town and all this stuff. You know, mining has never been like awesome. You know, right. I, it, right. it's it right. maybe in some well, there's ways like the
0: pride. There's a lot um, of pride involved, but the actual practice is not yeah. something we're proud of. It's just that you lived through it or didn't live through it. But that's how you supported your family. But, yeah. but
3: being able to honor that. I mean, I, I don't want to go and say mining sucks and no, anybody whose well, family course, comes from not. that no. is a no. loser or something. It's like no, the whole point of the song, though, is is being able to honor what got us here and move forward. I mean, look at anything going on right now. Like look right. at, um, you know, the way that people have woken up to racial injustice going yeah. on. It's like, well, it, it's, it's almost like the fear of admitting what we have been you know and what we even still are yeah. is like keeping us from getting to the next place it's like i'm not trying to bash your old racist ancestors or mine right. i'm just trying to say like yeah that really did happen and maybe they were also good people in some ways and did good things too but the point is if we're here to talk about it let's talk about where we're going honor the past right. they did their best and now let's do our best
1: well I mean it's okay. on the power of the coal mine making energy that people invented the solar thing I sure. mean it's not it's not that they can ever really be pulled apart you right. know and maybe the someday
3: yeah. there'll be a generation who's like we gotta get off these solar panels cause it's not the yeah. right thing sure. anymore <laughs> you
1: gotta figure out a better way to make them <laughs> there's maybe possible, be right? another yeah. thing yeah. Who knows? you
3: know maybe everyone will look at that and yeah, yeah maybe we just they'll have to make do... solar
1: panels with nanotechnology or something
3: right you know? they'll be right. like microscopic and they'll be like remember the size of those old solar they panels that people cover their whole roof. whole roof yeah right. it's like now it's my nails like my nail polish I just like hold my nail up, <laughs> sure. my thumbnail up to the sky and I can power my village, you know, oh, like, right, yeah, I don't right.
1: know, <laughs> <laughs> but still th- live in a village, though. <laughs> right, yeah, oh, your point, your point. It takes a village, that's yeah. true, that is yeah. true. <laughs> yeah, some disagree. Some young woman singing, going, and I don't hate you because you use solar power. <laughs>
5: yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, my, no, my we, mom was a
1: sunshiner, but I'm gonna be a, I'm not good the at this, next but whatever. <laughs> yeah, the next thing, man,
3: yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can only do the best we can in this moment, though. Can but you guys, let's at least do that.
1: Right. Well, while we're bringing this together, <laughs> you want to grab your things and kind of tune them while we're talking and stuff? Sure. Do
3: you want to play be... Sunshine? It or? seems like we probably should. Okay. I would love I to, to hear that song. I could
4: sing another song, but I don't want to. You can do a couple yeah. or whatever you yeah, want to yeah. sure. do. Okay, here. Yeah. So you're, would you guys make the call. What one were you thinking?
1: Well, right now, do... it would probably be a good idea to sing that one because yeah, we just heard it. So this is coming up on this new record, which is called This it's it's called called, sunshine. Just called sunshine, right? Yep. Yep. The title track. Yep.
2: Ever since. Wash your clothes in the creek And you fold the flame
1: So you were sick when you wrote that.
0: Yeah, it's partly why you can still hear how quietly and low we sing it. Because I, back when I was sick, I could really only hit these couple of. You're kind of croaking it out. I was just sort of croaking it out, (laughs) and I just—that's how the song was written and born. And I liked how sort of fragile it felt. Yeah. And I was like, why? let's just leave it there, you know? So we just left when
4: it,
3: it. Good choice. When it happens in the middle of a show and we're playing with a full band, it's a slightly higher energy experience, it's in D instead of C, because it's actually right. really hard to do that on stage. You actually, when you're playing with the band, you a band, you actually can't
0: bit. hear yourself singing at all when it's that low. So we, we bump it up to D, which yeah. is further than it might appear. Going from C to D. So, are you, uh, you just
1: played it in C right now? <laughs> we just played it in C. Yeah. yeah. C, right. So, you sing it up one. I don't want you to sing the song again. Well, but, but you know, here's D. Yes, my day. Oh, shit. Was
0: wow. wow. It's, yeah, it's pretty right. different. Yeah, yeah wow. absolutely. But you can also get a. Wow.
3: Pfft, pfft, and it grounds the crowd you know, in sure. a nice way. And I mean, honestly, the other way is cool, but it's like morphine down. Well, and out. Right. also, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Because Ruth often, it's funny. We're just sitting here, the four of us doing the song. But in a show, I would often be be like, uh, uh, "Yes, my daddy. Yes, my daddy was a miner, but I'm gonna be a sunshiner." You know, the Pete Seeger feeding sure. This I'm gonna be a sunshiner, and it's C is actually not a great key for audience to sing along in. I think it's a little too logy and low. I can so. Anyway, I'm definitely. Let's get, throw a little science in here. other so, things to think about. You know, this
1: is sure. C, right? C, right? Yeah. Yeah. So E is usually the high range of the male voice. And G, sharp—that's a G where guys crack. They sort of crack. So if out. they start in the wrong place, Octave. yeah, yeah. they're gonna screw it. up. It yeah, you can do it. But I can do it. Guys typically crack on that G. So you're like, mm-hmm. hey, it's mm-hmm. it, so is D- a You're right. It is a little weird.
0: So it's you too low know, or too high. You yeah. you understand mm-hmm. this? Stuff. That's the type of stuff Pete Seeger definitely thought about. Yeah. It's like what key was good for men and women. Well, so, so, so what I happens in sing
1: D? Singing it here, right? Which is fine. This but if I way too high a guy would never sing it up there yeah so yeah you're right you solved it yeah like intuitively and it
0: was just a
3: whole step away yeah yeah and and in fact like that's i think that's you're absolutely right you, you said yeah sounds
1: longer than you're thinking i'm like fuck it's a whole step right <laughs> yeah it's just a whole step dead on
3: yeah well also when we do it and when we do that song or on my way home or some other songs where mike feeds the audience a line we try and get people to sing like really loud on choruses and yeah. stuff we don't do a lot of songs that way but we do a few, and like. I usually will sing the melody an octave higher than him, at least for half of the song, because I don't want to be confusing them. Yeah. They're learning it. Right. And so we sing it like that, like kind of that almost like uh Dinosaur Junior or Chewy thing. It's so funny. That's all I think of when I'm doing it. Because there are a
1: lot of examples of people singing (laughs) and I goes But you're absolutely right. Dinosaur
3: Junior.
4: Or Chris Miranda. Yeah. That's exactly right.
3: You know, like so like play in D though. It's actually harder, you know, so like whether he'll be like, you know, uh geez,
2: yeah, you're way up there.
3: It's fun though. Yes, Monday was a minor. And there's people in the audience who're like, "Oh, thank God! It's uh, there's my soprano part." Right. <laughs> I'm gonna be a sunshiner. Like they know yeah. what to do du- now. Judy D- Collins fans. Yeah. You
4: While know,
0: yeah. yeah, well, we're talking, some I, I did a solo residency in January. So, like I said, I don't do a lot of solo shows, but I, right. it was a chance for me to step out and try some new songs, try some new keys. Like I'm not a guy who thinks about where what key my voice is best and until
1: recently i also noticed that you're really fluid about this like you can you'll just say oh let's try it this way
0: well i liked i've learned to be but like i did a show yes my
2: daddy
0: was a minor i did it up in f and it was really a lot better for a solo show because i could put a little more energy across and like hit the back of the room but I don't have to do that in a band context because I have. Let's other-
1: call it out though. Right. You also have the ability to translate this in your hands. Uh, it's hard. To, we've found it this a couple <laughs> it's of times. Called a
4: capo. <laughs>
1: no, no, no. It's the I'm way same I know. Shapes. Look at this ability. I know. No, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, sure. Capoing is true, but it's more than that. We're not talking about. It. It's hard to talk about people playing their actual instruments because it's so difficult to make it into an objective thing in English. But I'm going to say it again. You have that feel like when you play you're the whole band mm. your your hand is leaving space for where the vocals are it's the way you like when we talk was like wait wait what, what, how does the song go like there's, a, there's right. no verb for it right Sure. how does superman go faster he just goes like <laughs> then he goes faster right <laughs> like what is that? I don't even right? think he has to make that it noise. Look, no, I wanted kick. to make some noise no, so anybody had it. Right. There's no kicking. <laughs> right. right. He it, there's no buttons. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he yeah. just, he wills it. Like Turbo the way jet. you will the song <laughs> to come forward, your hand is automatically not playing where you're singing. You're doing all that shit. That's not to be just, I'm sorry, I'm blowing like smoke at you. Like, you know, I'm trying to. I don't mean to embarrass you, but this is a really fucking important thing. He's a Leo.
3: He likes that. I do, but but just to
0: keep things in balance, I mean, I'll take the compliment on guitar, but I mean, you remember you more than anybody or as well as anybody, how horrible of a singer I was going back 20 years. I, I did not know out how of, to sing. Out of I, my respect for you, young man, you I would remember, never say that out loud. But you remember, because you made demos for me when I was just a kid, and I could not sing. I, I
4: could, could write...
0: I could always sing.
1: write songs, but I couldn't sing them. Do not mistake in my silence for a lack of agreeing with you. I mean, I'm... I'm bringing,
0: I'm bringing it up. I'm bring it's me bringing it up. It's not no, like you obviously brought this up. obviously.
1: You've worked really hard on your goddamn singing. There's no question. No question.
0: Yeah, there's still a long way to go. I mean there's no business. I had no business being a singer. Really. Uh, yeah, I mean, right, I don't believe in that, yeah,
3: but, so but whatever. You did I have sing a business. A song? You just weren't there yet. Is that what you're saying? Was that? Yes. That yeah. maybe I should sing a song. Well,
0: <laughs> I did marry a great singer and right? that has That is quite ha- true. That, that was that's been helpful. But yeah,
1: no. But the way you, uh, the way you guys work together, you're obviously super sensitive to one another when you play. That's. I wish it was a way to talk about this more on the podcast. But it sometimes it's just the way Superman goes faster. It's like you played that. You actually felt different when you hit the capo. You pop it onto F. Song's different. Yeah. It's not just you hit the capo and sang the damn damn it's thing not, up right. a little higher. No, it, it doesn't. It, it's different.
0: Everything about it's different apart from
1: the
3: well, words. It's, are, Our uh, friend Ken Murray, who's an amazing multi-instrumentalist, plays all the keys on the album. And then on this last tour of the West Coast, played drums, subbed in for a drummer. I I
1: heard. I think Briggs, you told me that, right? Because I saw the picture and you're like, oh, there's that Ken playing drums. Well,
3: he has this perfect pitch, like almost synesthesia. Like, I don't know, like to the point where like if I start like joking around about an old song, like I start singing like My Sharona or something, right. he'll sing along, but in the right key, not the key that I just randomly start singing. See, like, he remembers it as yeah. yeah, he can't like, it's like, yeah, it would be like telling him a, you know, a green lifesaver tasted red or something like that. Right, it's just, right, it just right. it's not, it, he can't, right. that song is green or red. It is like color sound. And anyway, yeah. I find that interesting. So when you're talking yeah. about moving the capo around, how you know, sometimes instinctively the whole thing changes. We did the song in D on tour, Vipar Harmony, everybody playing. He's playing drums. He's not playing a pitched instrument. He's singing a a low harmony, Um, which may be another reason he didn't want to move it down to C because he's singing the bass part. But when we did it in a radio setting, more like this, Mike would sometimes do it in C and Ken's just like, why do you keep, why are we doing it in C? Like someone help me out here it makes because his skin crawl to a him bit. it's like you know, and then we're like, well, it's in C on the record, like that makes you feel better. Like there's a legit version of in C, and he's like, okay, all right, cool. But like in D, it's like this whole other color, and, the- and I'm just like, Mike, can we just play in D? Like 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 poor Ken. <laughs> like <with laughs> no, but I can I can, I can
1: it. see it. It is like, weird. It's like this weird objective. Sure. And like, like on this tour with these it, yeah.
3: singers it's indeed and it changes it for harmony singing like for me that octave thing is different and all the things i do are different and and vocally like the you know i don't know it, it's it's nice to be flexible and be able to change and then it's also nice to be like you know i don't know to know that there's this D ver- I'm like going on too long but this <laughs> I, version I really in don't D, think you are this, this is, version of D cool. has like a specialness to it yeah you sure. know so even though it didn't originate there like now it's maybe our favorite way or something <laughs> we have
1: observable yeah. evidence just happened <laughs> sure right and there. it's
3: an easier one for people to sing along so it's, maybe people it's also are, a nice you know, re-
0: well there's that there's the sing along element <clears throat> is a real thing uh, but also I think you should remember uh, for songwriters who listen to your podcast it's like just cause you finished the song doesn't mean it's done. Right. Yeah. And especially when it comes to performing it, like, I mean, it's, I don't think it's news that you can change the key in a live setting, bump it up. So it's higher and cut through the room better. But like, or I think Dylan is the best example of like someone who's notoriously changing his songs. But I think, I think he just enjoys it. I think he enjoys seeing where these songs can go and what they can be and keeping it new for him and making the room dance in a different way. And, and, that's a, that's a cool thing. It's a lifelong, yeah. something you can get lifelong enjoyment out of. You know? I love this. Yeah.
1: I'm apologizing to Briggs for saying it again because I say it over and over again, but wouldn't it be cool if um, the artifact that you make, like a purchased version, or even if it's a download, you know, a download off iTunes for 99 cents or whatever, had a value because after a certain amount of time, it changes in the streaming version, just like Kanye who does it. What? Life of Pablo has been rechanged in on the Spotify version like eight or nine times. It's not the same. He just changes it. Because you can change whatever you have up there, right?
3: And keep the amount of plays that it had? Yeah.
1: You can just change the source file.
3: Mm, no no definitely let, let me let me tell you from <laughs> absolute can. experience.
1: Someone you we can't can. do that. Right? Depends on who's your blah blah blah. Anyway. Kanye can. But let me keep going. Yeah. Kanye. Let me yeah. keep going on saying bottom line is you go to Spotify. That's
3: fascinating. It's I love not that. the same.
1: Wait. So that means whoever has like Obviously, version two is the best, mic. I can't believe you're still listening to version eight because that sucks. Yeah. Version two had like, you know, whatever, you know, Migos was on it or something. And you're like, okay. <laughs> but do you see how creating a, a temporal quality to what's there? Yeah, it's in C on the record. I mean, that's kind of like But maybe the, in Spotify, it's thing. on D or F. I don't know. I'm just saying I know right now that doesn't solve the whole problem. But what if your Spotify thing sounded different on a full moon, depending on what month you listen to it,
3: I, I'm totally down with that. I want all our songs to sound it, right. be in a different key on the full well, moon. Well, that would
1: keep people <laughs> checking back awesome. in. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's cool.
1: I like I that. But, totally, but I mean, what I love is when uh, a solution is based in art.
3: Definitely. Because if I to... said,
1: "Can you guys like?" If I said we had the ability to say when it's a full moon during the ten hours or whatever that it's at the height, <laughs> if could you substitute a couple of, of things in? I'm sure that if you were thinking artistically, you could be like, oh, 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 yes, yes. We could change this and this song for this moon, right? Because it happens in video games all the time, right? So if you're playing Madden right now, excuse me, and and you're playing in Mile High Stadium, it'll check to see if it's snowing or whatever the fuck in in Mile High Stadium. Whatever's happening weather-wise in Mile High Stadium is what happens when you play Madden in Mile High Stadium right, right now, right? Or World of Warcraft, if you look outside and it's sunny. It'll be sunny when you're in World of Warcraft, or if it's nighttime, it'll be nighttime. It's just checks the server. It's easy. Yeah. So, what I'm getting at is that creates a moment of artifacting, just like if you do a tour. I can't believe you didn't see the Sacramento show. Remember Dick's picks for like, uh, you know, for the Grateful Dead? It's like, well, Jesus. I mean, the Sacramento show is the best one. I got it in Slack. You know, like I bought both Slack versions. You know? <laughs> what I mean is that I think this is not over. This argument is not over yet. Yeah. And that's just knocked me out. I want to hear it. Why can't I hear it in Goddamn D? All right.
3: Uh, well, you heard a little of it.
1: Yeah, supply and demand. No, the future.
0: It's funny because don't, I think we it there's something precious about the uh, you know, the definitive version, right? We or that's like the culture we grew up in, well, the yeah. recorded version. And then there's also a fear of like just having a glut of too many versions out there. Just no, like no, that's no. what YouTube just is. Doing it but, for no
1: reason is not what I'm no, talking
0: about. No, I know, about. I know, but there that's what I'm saying. Maybe there's there's something beyond the glut sure. of like a, a beautifully curated, executed abundance of content that you people want
3: to hear you to you, versus go. abundance. Maybe but that, at,
0: maybe that I've sort of, I've kept all that at an arm's length. Like, in fact, i have I have a fear of like live streaming. It's like, I'm a little too insecure and precious. I want my presented work to have, this
1: is going to come out a little bit coarse, but it's kind of like what you just did. I know. Well, see,
0: so whenever I do it, it's a wonderful thing you guys are but really I'm really still good stuck at this. in the 90s in my mind not long <laughs> you know what I mean not long
1: yeah. I'm not saying this is what you need to do what I am saying is that if you are an artist as if you as an artist were offered this opportunity in the next like whatever phase of your of your art life as you go forward could you take advantage of it I'm not talking about just you, Mike. I'm talking about on, right. on everybody who's here. I'm telling you that from the games industry, yeah. things change all the time. It's a, actually a disaster for most game companies. It's a boon <laughs> for people like me who are contractors who get called <laughs> six months later and they're like, yeah, we just put up a free roam version of this thing you did. Can we hire you to... And you're like, uh, yeah. yeah, okay, the sure. The answer yeah. is yes. <laughs> yeah, but for the poor people that put the thing out, you know, they're like, yeah, I guess we gotta do this now. We gotta mm-hmm. update this. What embrace it as art? Mm -hmm. Maybe what your art is episodic.
3: You're just making me feel like our our website has to be like some reality like world where like if we're on the road in California and you go to our website, it looks different or something like (laughs) if it's day (laughs) or night, wherever we are or like, yeah, like there's like rooms in our website and you go into like Mike's room and he's like, he's like, Get out! I'm writing a song. The channel or like, is you know, open. Exactly. Be- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the channel is open. Or like, yeah, I
4: don't know. You're no like, shit, we're though. Like, Wouldn't it be cool you're if your like website quiet finger as you get things. closer and closer And those are difficult. Like, oh,
1: shit. Those are difficult to have you. But what would not be difficult <laughs> to actually manifest would be a little sign that's got a red light that says. The channel's open, but it's off. <laughs> but then when Mike's writing, Ruthie, you just go over like, let's just update that.
3: Yeah, no. That's when I'm like at the grocery store and don't know. Yeah. Like it doesn't. I, 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 I agree, right, right. Yeah. Uh,
1: but the idea isn't to solve world problems right now, but, oh, but okay. the idea is to... to uh, <laughs> or maybe we can. But yeah, I think going forward, this whole thing opens up again because you have direct access to the actual people that listen to you. And you, that was fucking amazing. Would you guys consider... uh one more to play us out. You want to do uh,
3: story? Is that I think thinking? so. I sure. think so because we've been thinking about doing it, so I feel like we should Ooh, do it. It's good. a song where we both play guitar, which is unusual for us.
1: While uh, while Mike's hitting the tune in there. So, how do people get in touch with you, Ruth?
3: Uh, well, our website is the mammals love and. It's pretty cool. It's simple. You can't yeah, you can't actually wander around and see what the weather is where we are, but it's got stuff. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. We uh yeah we have Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff, but yeah, we're I the like, mammals. And I like
1: your Instagram in particular. Is it the mammals on Instagram? Uh, remember?
3: The mammals. I think it's
0: at underscore the mammals.
1: Yeah, yeah it's. it that's a great. That's fun. I love Instagram. We're yeah. we're
3: well suited to that one. We that one just comes naturally.
1: Well, I mean, I've seen pictures of your studio and of you guys working. And I just, I love that idea of feeling like this is what my friends are doing. And yeah. these are even people that, you know, maybe, uh, obviously, I don't know, everybody on my Instagram, the people I don't, I feel sure. like I'm kind of friends with them, even yeah. though they have no, no idea who I am. You know? I
3: love Instagram because I do feel like there are certain people who I know or casually know or, you know, don't see very often, but like. And then when I do see them, We don't start from, like, what have you been up to? Like, we already know. We can start from, that was so cool what you did a month ago. That looked fun. Tell me about that. And and it's like, it's kind of a weird new thing, but it really works, actually. It saves, uh, I don't know. It it creates actual closeness with your friends that, that would otherwise be kind of yeah. fading when well, you're it also, not together. It, it <laughs> means that
1: you can avoid when people come over going, "Do you want to see my slides from Hawaii?" you know, you know or my pictures from Hawaii. All <laughs> I saw the
3: best five photos right. Right. Exactly. So that you couldn't resist putting up. Right. It is, it, it's also <laughs>
0: worth mentioning that for a decade we were Mike and Ruthie and and so we have a lot of albums and content and feeds under that
3: that still exists. That how do you,
0: how, well. how can that be accessed?
3: Yeah. Mikeandruthie.com com yeah. yep. and ruthie's with a y yep and um and, and on
0: in the insta world it's at mike and ruthie with a y that's the yeah tr- that's the curveball those are with the ones that, that
3: have like the more followers too well, of course, so yeah. because we did that for longer in the digital age when the mammals right. first generation of the mammals like stopped being a band the, that was like when youtube had just started so there's like one or two things of the mammals yeah. on youtube because before that it just wasn't a thing yeah. and then um and then now there's newer, like, current stuff that we've finally been creating, like this new record that comes out on April 20th. And You
1: mean 420?
3: On 420. Yeah. We Dude. play a show, a couple of shows, like, right before that, like the 18th, there's this thing we got invited to do in um, in Boston with the Waite Band and the Guthrie family, which oh, is exactly going to be cool. interesting. And then we start into our, like, legit CD release tour, which is New York City, um, back to Cambridge for passing. We come up here, we're playing the Word Barn again on the 22nd. Wow. Yeah, and we're doing a bunch of other stuff like Vermont, uh, Portland, Portland, Maine. One Longfellow, uh, uh, I don't know, we're all over the place, you know, Western Mass, all that good stuff.
1: If somebody wants to purchase the artifact of the album, I'm looking at it right now, I'm holding up to the microphone, you guys can't see it. Yeah. (laughs) It's cool, it's it's got like a, a neat book kind of feel to it like? yeah. I'm opening it up oh shit there's a sticker
5: yeah and you yeah. know what
1: there is there's a nice story going on in here I love this I love <laughs> oh, I mean I, I have a storybook right. look it does That's oh my look. goodness yeah, yeah. I'm pulling out this is like an unboxing
3: yeah you could <laughs> only oh <laughs> is this is like a video. booster
1: look at oh my goodness oh, yeah right look at this oh are, un- are, are are those liner notes
3: yeah full lyrics
1: do you do youngins even know what liner notes are <laughs> Liner notes, they tell you who plays on each of the songs. Shit. Almost like that actually matters. Because it fucking does. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus. Jay you're it's Jay is on this?
3: He's my dad, yeah. Yeah, I guess he's he is. This. What did he do again? Oh yeah, he played some like is it God
1: damn, look at these people. Sally <laughs> Guthrie. Margette, all these ah! yeah, Amy Helm Some, some good friends. Yeah, I know.
3: crazy uh-huh.
1: Phil Yeah, the mammals oh, dot oh, love. The mammals.
3: Love. L-O-V. Yeah, and there's like a there's it's like a, a it's
1: like a whole poster in here. I'm reading I, I, man, yeah. I know some of these songs because I saw you guys when we were at the Word Barn. Yeah, I'm making cool. connections just by reading these lyrics. Yeah. This is gorgeous. Thank you. Wow, nice, really fantastic work. And this story, and man, this is good. Plus, if I understand correctly, if I were to purchase this artifact, with 14 yeah. songs on it. Yeah. Well, Humble Abode Music, The mammals love. If I were to purchase this from you, this would help you continue to do this. It might. And still have children.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: All at the same time. Yeah,
3: hopefully we don't have to give them up. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> yeah we if like had, them. That's it.
1: That's those are the stakes people.
3: Yeah, no, they uh yeah. It's 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 a it's a fun life. My parents were musicians. I'm a I'm a parent musician. It's not that weird, but um no, it's beautiful. You know, it just works it ends up working out and when people follow us and like our thing or buy the thing or show up at a live show, you know it means a lot it means a lot to us what are you gonna play all right this is kind of a sad song but it's not really just sad i mean it's uh but we were talking about the songs that you write that you kind of can picture doing and uh i think i wrote this in a green room uh, like right before a show right and i sang you the chorus and i was like this is going to be the new simple and sober because it's like the same kind of groove and similar kind of country-ish vibe yep. And I just like, oh, this will be another sing-along, except Simpland's Over had a good sing-along chorus, and what, this one does not. Okay.
1: What is this called?
3: This song is called When My Story Ends. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, it's. I wrote this song for a particular friend who I'm sure listeners and you guys have had this experience of, in the modern age, you've got Facebook, and you've got at least one friend on there who isn't not alive, but is still there, right? Yep. How weird is that? It's really weird. It's so weird. I mean, no matter what you do, it's weird. You know, and I have his last text that he sent me in my phone. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what to say about that except that it's weird and that he was one of those people who I was super close to in college, didn't see a lot in the past, you know, last couple years of his life, but didn't mean I didn't feel just as close to him or sad when he was gone. But it is weird because, you know... um, yeah, it's that feeling of somebody just disappearing with no word, no notice. So it's, that's part of what made me write this song. Other, I think a conversation with my mother-in-law also inspired the last verse of this song. And uh, some other unrelated stuff came into it, too, I guess. Oh, it's art. Yeah. All right. And
0: since we're sitting here in the Seacoast, maybe we should send it out to the memory yeah. of, of Jeff Bibbo, who we just lost. Yeah. That hurts really bad. Of, of uh, gro- Groove Child fame. And uh, yeah, take it Sure. Away.
4: Well, I hope I get to say goodbye to all my friends When my story ends, when my story ends And if I don't I It's me.